when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. What's good, Internet? It's Friday, September 11th, and you're listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 344. I'm your host, Austin Walker. Joining me today, back with a camera for us to see, Gita Jackson. Hello. Hi, Gita. Hi. Hi. You're back. It's so nice to see you. <laughs> We've not, I've not seen your face now in months because of camera mishaps. Uh, yeah. We we're glad to have you back visually among us. Oh, also you can see my us. cat now, too, if you'd like to. Oh, that's ideal, honestly. Yeah. honestly. Uh, Patrick Klepik also here. Hello, hello. No cat, though. So what's the point? No, play? that would... If I want a cat in my... No... Well, I mean, Miles, it's not the cat's fault that they make me feel like shit, but that's no. just that's just that's just the, the, that's just the world we live in. And <laughs> Ricardo Contreras is also here. No camera. What? Allergies are no. terrible. No. They, no. Allergies, allergies are, are terrible. Worse. Allergies, allergies are terrible. I am allergic to my own cat, okay? And so is what? David. <laughs> well, no, but you can build up the... I, so yeah. g- growing up, my uh, my brother had... Uh, some some stuff going on anyway and like they recommend they thought that like an animal would like calm him down and so mm-hmm. my mom ended up adopting these two cats and they had she had to run it by me because she was like so we think this is gonna like help your brother out but you're allergic to animals so this is a right. you know you're gonna t- bro you're gonna take a hit here <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah yeah you're taking I, the time uh, to be a big one. brother <laughs> yeah. all right um and the solace was that they had, you know, the doctors had said, look, it's going to be a shit show for a couple of weeks and then you'll grow an immunity to those right. specific cats. And which is yeah. true. It did. It did happen. I just like loaded Not up all on cats, just those specific, just ones? those specific right. cats. Okay. And then um, that's when, kind of wild. It is. And then when I when I moved to college, it just goes like it's just poof, yeah, it's gone. Just, um, it's gone. <laughs> like you're yeah. gone. I was you know, I came home relatively quickly. Like I think, you know, came home like Labor Day weekend. And so it was only gone for like two and a half weeks and just boom, immediately it was just like, all right, like the, the door to my room has to be closed because it's like the only place in the house I could go without feeling. But you'd gain it back during like a like a holiday, like a Christmas or something, right. like you know, like three or four days in your body be like, hmm, this isn't good, but I can put this back on. Like, all right, I'm the, yeah. I'll let you feel okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, David realized the day that he came over to meet my cat before we moved in together that he is allergic to cats and his dad ah, is really, uh, really allergic to cats. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, like, this was a touch and go moment in our relationship, but he got to this place where he's like, I can see how much having a cat does for you emotionally, and there's no way I would ever tell you not to have a cat. Like, the first day I had Ella, I was basically just staring at her and crying. <laughs> I can't believe you're real and you're my baby. (laughs) Um, Now he like he feeds her in the morning because I never wake up when she starts crying for food. Uh, And he she comes and cuddles with him when I'm in here podcasting because she hates podcasting for some reason. (laughs) 
She doesn't. Wow. She'll want to be in this right. room with me until the is. very moment I start podcasting, and then she's so like, like "Why is my door yelling all the time?" Yeah. yeah, I think that that's. Well, no, I actually think that that's that she understands it's work time. I'll go bo- bother David. I'm gonna give yeah, you space. Exactly. You know what I mean? Well, like, all he's doing is watching Zardos. <laughs> right. Exactly. Maybe <laughs> Ella wants to watch Zardos too. Zar- Ella wants to know what the Ella what- knows. Yeah, the penis is bad. The gun <laughs> right. is good. The gun is good. Right. That's Ella classic. <laughs> Yeah. Real good, big fan of psychedelic sci-fi from from the era. Um, how's everyone doing besides besides microphones and webcams working and cats and hey, everything else? We figured else? it out, you know. We we, we, I'm just we saying, how's the there. rest of things going? How is life? Well, okay? I mean, it's only fitting that my technological problems fit my health problems. I had a horrible food poisoning this week and then a migraine. Yeah. So I'm just so happy to see you guys and uh, not be well, physically ill. We're on the other ill. side of all of it now. And yes, it's over. We can talk about video games, which is exciting. Uh, migraines are bad. Migraines are the actual worst thing. I got them. I had, I had migraines when I was a, a kid. I, I uh, like, thankfully grew out of them, but those were... Ruining my parents thought I had like yeah. a tumor or something because they just came out of nowhere Yeah, I mean, it's wild. Like I also started having migraines when I was uh, a, in like fifth grade. I was like 10. Yeah. And then I realized, for me, they're like linked to my cycle. So once a month, baby, <laughs> going to get a bad oh, migraine. Sure. Interesting. Sure. Yeah. That's brutal. Yeah, you know, it's blood loss. Right, I'm sure. losing blood. What was yeah. happening to me then? Well, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> for all sorts of reasons. I get like three bad ones a year, and it just mm. knocks me out for like a day plus each time. But and I don't know what causes them. Sometimes it feels like it's weather, like certain styles, like overcast will trigger Did it. You, but um, I, don't uh, know. I found like Pressure. weird, weird tricks to feel like like mild relief when those like episodes would occur. For some reason, the cold. Made sure. me feel yeah, yeah, yeah. better. Definitely. I don't is, know, like uh, maybe there's a science. Literally, hold, literally yes, holding and no, pushing in I on my do head. That thing, like yeah, right on here. your temples. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Um, it really dark, does work. Obviously, it, it's yeah. just like no stimulus. If it's I like, can stand it, a hot shower. A hot shower. If, if I can, can if, like if, get if, up. If the water doesn't hurt me, mm. being <laughs> new. If I can like, shower sensation. in the dark, yeah, hundred percent pain free. Yeah, that was that. This is the only time I've ever seen a black widow spider. Is yep. ah. I had a migraine and I went into my my this is when I was in, living in California. I went into my bathroom to take a shower in the dark in at like six a.m. because I couldn't sleep because I was in so much headache pain. And mm. a, a black widow spider scurried away, and I was like, "This no. sucks. I hate yeah. this. I can't <laughs> I now. Love- I can't do anything, and I'm in pain. <laughs> I'm going I back love- to bed. Fuck this." Also, uh, when you're like in that level of pain and you see that shit and you're like, wow, that's uh, about par for the course. Yes. Yeah, that also, matches how I feel inside. <laughs> I'm wrong that that's the only time, it was the only time in my <laughs> own apartment. That whole area had them. And so like our little shitty dive bar that was down the road had them. Just would be like, oh yeah, we're drinking outside and so above us over there. got a tall boy there, and then just there's like a black widow a black just widow spinning up in a the web. corner. And it's just like, we just got to just be over here. We just, you I know what, you stay like up there. We're going to stay over like here. It. I, I didn't I like it either. Like it. I made bad decisions at that bar. A couple. Uh, <laughs> also, there were black widow spiders there. <laughs> a week ago. Um, so I, uh, sp- tarantulas, I have like a general, general phobia for. And then spiders, it's just like the size of the spider. Like if a smaller one, I'm fine. I can like mm-hmm. help get it outside. Like the spiders are good. Like they get rid of the yeah. insects and mosquitoes yeah. they don't like. So I, I like leave them alone generally in the house unless they're like getting away the kids or something like that. But then – um, about a week ago, I was putting out the garbage and glanced into our uh, laundry room area, and on the floor, just in the middle floor, is just 
the biggest motherfucker. <laughs> just, I mean, I'm getting like, I'm like yeah, getting yeah, goosebumps yeah. even thinking about it. Like he's so, so big. Like I like, and I'm sure it was actually not that big, but in my mind's oh, eye, incredible. this thing was like the size of a tile. Like it was so. <laughs> That's so funny. Big and used because usually around like a house in the Midwest, you're largely seeing daddy long legs sort of right, sort right, of things right. or tiny ones up in the corner. But this was just a big, just a big boy. And um, it was like just after midnight. I was not gonna wake my wife up. She is normally the one who. She can't fuck with like mice and stuff like that. That doesn't do that doesn't bother me. So I I deal with with that um, in the house and she deals with like escorting a spider out. And I was like, what do I do? That cannot this this cannot stand. I I can't cede this territory to the spider. So I uh, I was like, well, I'm gonna put the garbage away. I'm gonna think about it, which is really just me punting on it for. And then I'm gonna go back (laughs) and it's gonna be gone. And I can right. tell myself and I, it left. And it, it's it's all the way downstairs. Like yeah. it's it's so far away. Like I, I can just out of sight, out of mind. Um, come back and it's just there. Maybe it's closer. I'm not sure. And I'm like, I have to, I have to deal with this. And it's like, great respect to my spider friends, but this one is going like for all the ones yeah. that I've done nothing about. This one is going to just have to be. I will not. I won't go to sleep. I will not. Right. I will right. not sleep for the next hour. And so I was yeah. like, well. I don't want to get close to it because this one looks like it's going to scurry. And if it scurries, I'm going to scream. And if yeah. I scream, I'm going to wake up the house and we're going to we start from square one. Uh, and so I'm like looking around like what I need, like a heavy object so that if I don't yeah. hit it, I can like slide into it, which is a little of a grosser way to handle it. But the, the, the deed is done. No, I'm you know what? Around, yeah. And in my closet near me, uh, at some point, Sony had sent me that. Uh, garbage uh, PS1 um, like release that you know the, the the PS1 classic that they did that nobody mm. liked unless you hack it uh, to play um, uh, like ROMs and stuff um, but it's heavy and yeah. so I got that thing and I'm like doing a what's the, the Olympic thing where you're a, a shot put no what is it what is it where you're throwing a, a disc discus, discus. Di- is it where, the one where you like throw it uh, I don't know what I'm trying yeah, to think anyway. yeah it's discus Okay. The one so, where you throw a disc is discus. Yeah, and so like the, this spider <laughs> is my target, and so I I'm see. like sitting, I'm sitting there going like like one, oh my God. two, no, 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 I don't, I don't feel good about this. One, two, and then release, and like dun 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 dun. <laughs> then I'm watching it go through the air and just clomp, <laughs> just like right on top. Wow. And I'm like, Bye bye. Wow. And I woke up the next morning and I told my wife, I "Was like, I'm not even picking that up. I don't even want to look oh at the God. result of that. I need you to take care of that." Well, now that it's going to be all gross. If you had taken care of it right away, it that PS One been- was already gross. It didn't get any grosser for the the spider. On Did it, you think? So. Were you? Was there some small part of you that thought if I move it, if I move the PS One, <laughs> it'll still be alive under there and like yeah, an yeah, anime yes, villain? One hundred percent. The dust clears and the yes. spider is still there. Yes, he's, and he's I was only drawing you in, Patrick, <laughs> and then boom, strikes, and then you're a anyway. spider. I don't yeah. know. Oh no! Oh no! Oh, no! <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. They're like vampires. My shitty origin story. Hmm. God. Um. We should talk about video game stuff, probably. Sure. Fine. Uh, Patrick, you're only here probably for the first half of this pod, so let's jump into news immediately. Uh, there was a big leak early this week, and Microsoft played it, I think, as well as they could have. Uh, as they quickly confirmed, teased, and then confirmed that the leak was accurate. We now know more details on the upcoming uh, Series S and Series X uh, uh, Xbox release 
consoles. Um, I don't like I don't like being having to say the series. Like, what do I call this family? The Xbox I guess this series. Is the new Xbox series. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like it. There's, anyway, there's the, there's the S and the X. No, yeah, that's, but no, that's you, not great either. No, you know that's I mean? bad. No, no. Mm-hmm. See, it was just like because before I could say the the new Xbox Ones that are coming out. I can't. Right. I guess I could just say the new Xboxes that are coming out. You'll know what I mean. Right. Yeah. Um, it's like iPhones. Right. Exactly. Right. But even in iPhones, you're right. I guess what you'd say is this is the they haven't made this transition yet. You would say like the new 2020 iPhones that are dropping. Right. Right. Or that's yeah. what people might say. I don't know. And the series X anyway. is just like a pro. It's like a pro mod, you know, 4K 1080p. Yeah, exactly. So, so this is what we found out. Right. Like that, that was the leak basically was. Uh, and then and then again, confirmed very quickly. The Series S is the model that is targeted for basically for 1080p TVs. It export or it outputs at 1440p. Yeah, it hits 60 frames per second. It will up to 120 if you up, right. like based on certain games. Right, and uh, and it's 299. Right. Um, but a lot of the internals are are similar. Is the is the vibe? You you tell me. You yeah, my tell me tech uh, you stuff. know, uh, uh, Bredge uh, channel my inner Bredge Shoemaker and Will Please. Smith here um, as someone who's not like a particularly uh, adept tech person, but yeah, that's why I think like the 1080 4K like thinking is 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 worth like basically reducing it to like we could sit here and talk flops and yada 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 and like I don't know what I'm speaking to like when I've talked to developers like based on how Microsoft's also pitching it, it's basically yeah, if you don't that care much about 4K. Like and you're fine. You're fine with your 1080 display. Uh, this is the device for you. It also, doesn't have a disk drive, so you're you know going right. digital Which is only actually, in that regard. I so I am not a disk drive person at this point in my life. I, I all of my consoles have them because those are the consoles that I have. I will again probably end up with consoles with disk drives. I probably won't get the the Series S, but I basically don't buy discs anymore. But yeah. that's because I have. Oh, oh, I don't have good internet because I don't have an option. I have one one thing I can have, and it's fine. Uh, but I have better internet than many people, and I don't. It's, care it's about also the case that we get anymore. most of our games, like a lot of our games, through like codes that get yes, sent to us. Totally. If I was buying most of my games, I still you like physical collect. things, and so the right. games that I like, there are lots of games that I love that sometimes I'll just go buy a physical copy right. later when it's on sale, so I can right. put it on a shelf. So like. I even if in a in a world where I was this wasn't my job I'd probably be trying to buy the disc one if I could just because I like the flexibility you like, totally you you like that style of collecting things I, yeah. I, I, I and and so I know that I am an exception in some ways but I do think that it's important to have an option for people who want to own the things they own and not just tied to digital licenses and stuff like that and it sucks that it sucks that there's a two hundred dollar surcharge for that. Um, because there isn't a Series S that comes. It's not like you be like, oh, can I get the Series yeah, S? And they're not going to sell a disc bucks. drive. There's right, not going to exactly. be a USB hookup that like lets you run, you know, put an Assassin's Creed exactly. discs or, or something like Which that. Which would it's be just sick, honestly. If you could just yeah. hook on it. They're like, oh, yeah, and you can hook up an external Blu-ray uh, drive and run the, you copy the games off of that. That would be sick, but they're not going to let you do that no. because that's not what they, the, Yeah, the, the future they want is no yes. discs and just clouds and, yes. and downloads. Yeah. Um, but two ninety nine is for a it's a wild price. Gen, it's a wild price. Um, I guess they've now confirmed, or it had already been confirmed that the Series X was going to be four ninety nine. So those well, are like in the, two, the original leak from Windows Central on yeah. Sunday evening, which you, you mentioned. But it is worth. Um, there are probably places on Reddit or Reset Era that have uh, like uh, compiled the tweets of Microsoft reacting to the leak in basically real time, like. Their social team is actually quietly like very very good. Um, the game the uh, the best demonstration of this I think is like the Xbox Game Pass 
um, Twitter account is is legitimately just funny. Like I added it to my list of like I have like a list of games accounts that I follow, not follow, but have a list in Twitter, mm-hmm. and I just added them not because I need to get Game Pass updates, but because like it's they're just they're just funny and um they you know yeah they they found a way of responding to this in a way that was uh how you should in 2020 respond to uh, something confirming a very obvious thing that you're dragging your feet on right. um and yeah there was so there's that leak on Sunday night that was like yeah November November 10th 2.99 for the S and then um a 4.99 for for the series X um which then they confirmed on separate days but all the information um lined up and also the series x i think looks fucking cool um the i've, I've warmed to Wait, which one the the s the the one with the speaker the sp- um is that, that's not actually a speaker no though. it's not a speaker i'm it's, sure it's events it's event, um, but right? it, okay. it looks it, it looks like i'm holding up a, a walkie-talkie <laughs> or something i just i think it looks yeah slick. people who haven't um, seen it it's like very thin and small it looks like it's it honestly looks like you could fit two controllers in there and no more you know what i mean if it was a box that opened it would be a carrying case for two xbox controllers two current gen xbox controllers not dukes not original giant xbox controllers (laughs) uh and and uh it's tiny it's kind of cute i kind of think it's yeah i'm down i'm with you i'm with you yeah and it's just uh you know i you know it's unscientific but um in the like recently i was tweeting about trying to buy a 4k tv in advance of all this stuff and then in talking to folks like when this stuff was announced I you know I don't have like the numbers in front of me, but I think like pe- there's like less so little enthusiasm for 4K as a tech. Not that some people aren't interested in it, or it's maybe it's important to them, but I, I I'm impressed by like where Microsoft has landed on these two boxes. I will buy a Series X because I really want to upgrade my PC, but that's like a fifteen hundred dollar ordeal. And buying a Series X is basically I can spend five hundred bucks and have like a, a decently high end PC for the next two years, and right. then I'll figure out what to do with my PC um, in a couple of cycles. Um, but um, yeah, I, I think like especially with these like installment plans that they toyed with on the Xbox One, and then now have like fully rolled out for the Series S and the Series X, especially because now it's beyond America. It was just a North American thing or just a United States thing for for a while, but now I think there's something like ten or twelve countries they're going to be able to. For like no interest, you, what, what, it's like twenty five and thirty five dollars, depending on which box you get. Yeah, yeah. Um, you end up and you paying own the box at the end less. of it. Oh, really? Yeah, someone mathed it out, and <laughs> you end up paying ten dollars less by doing the like. It's yeah, it's no interest. It's no yeah. It is not a Renaissance like right. It's not a like, it's yeah. just. I've been thinking a lot about, because now I live, you know, me and David haven't set up our living room yet. We don't have a couch, so we're just kind of sitting on chairs and have cool. a coffee table and just eat our dinner hey. around the coffee table, you know. Yeah. Um, we've been keeping our, our TV in the bedroom. We have no real interest in 4K or just scaling up in any way. You know, I I have, having studied cinema, I'm skeptical about how a lot of these home theater things, you know, how they actually play out, whether or not they actually enhance image quality. Uh, I think it really just depends on how big your screen is and when that's when the big differences in having how many pixels are on the screen really matters. And a lot of people, uh, you know, they those distinctions, those technical distinctions, I don't know. I just feel like I could get a cheaper TV. I, I'll be happy. I'll be happy. Well, that was so when, I bought, <laughs> yeah. when I bought my last TV like eight years ago, 
Um, that was like during the like Avatar 3D, like, oh, yeah. you know, oh, thing. Yeah. And so when, I, when my wife and I were trying to figure out what to buy, I, you know, it was uh, uh, it was like Thanksgiving is when we I ended up pulling the trigger, and we were looking at them. And I was like, I can get a T. Like we had like it set a, a baseline of like 500 bucks is what we're gonna yep. spend. And, and I was like, look, I can get a 60 inch TV, which that sounds big because we had like a 37 or something. It was like yeah. doubling the size of our TV, yeah. so I can get a 60 inch for. You know, f- you know, four fifty, or it's like I can get like a fifth, like a forty-five with three D for like five twenty-five. She's like, get the fucking inches. <laughs> and yeah. I was yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Like, and that is me. Yeah. The size made me. I, I my my mom bought a three D TV by accident. It just she went to go buy a TV and it just came with the yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yep. so it's like That'll the happen. one or two times where I want, like, when I wanted to watch <clears throat> Saw three D, like I went <laughs> to my mom's <laughs> house and yeah. did it. And never, you know, bothered with with it on on my TV because I was much happier to have this the the like the general size. Yeah. And I think that's going to be even more pronounced this generation where it's like, yep. look, either you're going to get 4K by accident just because all mm-hmm. the TVs are going to convert to that in the next two years as they start to hit the low end of like the like right now if you buy any TV that's 400 or above, you're just going to get 4K with it like because it's just built in. But it's not in that like. TCL like two hundred yeah, like yeah, yeah. three hundred dollar. I need a TV. Like, the more my TV stuff. broke. I don't have money. And you can still get big ones, right? Like yeah. you go to a Costco and it's like they're they're selling. I don't. This it's a, it starts with an H. I don't know what this brand is. It's relatively new, but like they were selling a fifty inch TV for two forty, yeah, and I was totally. like, who? Why, why would you yeah, just where was get this? that shit? Right, right. Well, like this is the. I think a lot about the Don Matic um, or Matric uh, uh, quote. Don Matic. Uh, I said Matic. Jeez. <laughs> that's a different. That's a different quote. Uh, the Don Matric quote from the when the Xbox One reveal happened, when Keeley was like, uh, "So wait a second, you always have to be on the internet for this. What do you? What about for people who don't have always on internet access?" And Matrix quote was like, oh, yeah, we have a console for them. It's called the Xbox 360, which is like the <laughs> shittiest <laughs> quote ever. And that's like one of those things that immediately turned people against the idea of what Xbox was or Microsoft was trying to do with the that Xbox. That was on the world. level of um, this is not nearly as egregious, but, but close. The guy who's in charge of Sony now. Um, what did he yes. say about like old games? It was it was like who like old video games? Who gives a sh- who the yeah, fuck who wants cares to play about, those? Yeah, uh-huh, yeah exactly. <laughs> now um, he runs PlayStation. Yeah. God. <laughs> the 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 but but today like this, this stuff feels like, oh yeah, we have a who who has a fucking 1080p TV? Oh, lots of people. Here's a console. <laughs> okay. Most of them. <laughs> Most of them. Here is a console for two hundred dollars <laughs> left for those people. Let's nice. actually like try to yeah work with them. I I've been thinking so much about which one of these two boxes I'm going to buy because I just I've realized quite aggressively that there's absolutely nothing that the PS5 can be that will beat the price points <laughs> and the, like the offers that you get with either of these two other consoles, and it's just like. I mean, why would I not get the one that's two ninety nine? Right. Why right. would you well, ever not get the one that's two ninety nine? For me, it's like I, I'm actually thinking about this because Lord knows they're not going to send us like a lot of Xboxes when it's Xbox review season. Uh, right. So it's like okay, I'm gonna have to buy one of these. Should I just get on this payment plan thing? Because frankly, dropping thirty five dollars a month is easier for me than than dropping five hundred dollars all at once. Mm-hmm. Especially if I'm going to get. Uh, 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 Ultimate Game Pass and other stuff. You get Ultimate anyway. Game Pass, which then also and includes X Cloud and um, EA lot Play. Now is the other thing. And EA Play. Every single person on my timeline was just saying, like, with Game Pass, this shit is like an unbelievable deal. I, I thing, don't like. Yeah, and so many people like in my life are service well, workers and all right, this shit, and they right. just like they want to play games. 
but they don't want to take this huge financial commitment that buying a new console always is. This is like an affordable plastic box with a system in which you can get games on in a way where you can try them before you actually commit more money to to like actually buying and owning them. I mean, owning, we're like leasing them out. We're yeah, leasing yeah, out yeah, additional yeah. copy, yeah. From, yeah. <laughs> basically. I mean, but, the the know, thing I, I think about a lot was yeah. like, I was freelancing in the early 2010s, right? When when like the PS4 came out. And I spent over a year without a PS4, well over a year without a PS4, when I just couldn't do reviews of those games. You could not tap me in to do a review for any PS4 game or Xbox One games. I didn't have either of those consoles. I couldn't afford either one of those consoles. I ended up just blowing an entire check on a PS4, I've said this before, to review Battlefield Hardline because EA sent me a PS4 copy instead of a PC code. And I was like, well, I guess I have to go to make this deadline. <laughs> oh, no. I have to go into my savings, go buy a PS4. So that was the first game I played on PS4. Oh, Love great. It. So that was like in, in 2015. So, you know, that game, that, that console came out in 2013. It was over a year before I, I was. But if there had been a thing where it was like, oh, yeah, you can, you can, you know, pay this off over the course of two years. I could have afforded twenty five bucks a month. I could not have afforded five hundred, three hundred bucks all at once. It's pretty similar to Apple's payment plan they used to have. Mm-hmm. Um, when I bought my my first iMac, it was actually on payment plan where they they basically gave you a line of credit and then you just paid it off like a line of credit. And right. you could make a mistake and use that credit card, which you shouldn't do, but right. you could you could just pay it off. And like oh, my brother bought a, a computer from Apple through that way, and it you know. If you, uh, like all payment plans, if you pay attention to the fine print and pay everything on time, it works out just fine for you. Right. If the, you don't, and that's what they're counting on, then it won't. Then it won't. <laughs> it right. will work that's off badly it, for you. That's what it'll get you. Yeah, yeah, it should be clear. Like, they're, like, the, <laughs> like, as much as it may, like, if, yeah, if you're on top of things, like, this can work out well for you. But the moment you, like, fall off the track, like, that, they make their money somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so, you, like, you always have to make sure, you, like, one, it's like, if you're on this payment plan and then you suddenly say, I, well, I've lost my job. I actually, this thirty-five dollars is the difference between like putting food on my table and not. Well, like the put Xbox the food goes your, away. Yeah, 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 a hundred percent. Yes. Like you don't get. It's like you just got to put it in the closet. Like, well, I'll pick up that payment plan later. Like, I <laughs> mm-hmm. presume it's like no. Like, we're gonna send you a box, and you and can you're gonna send this. Back. You can send that Xbox back. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, the um the thing the thing that is probably worth pausing and saying here is like I'm I am from the from a, a pure like. I'm a person going about my life in the world perspective. I think all this stuff is very enticing to me. Um, But I'm also, as like a critic, I know that when I'm being enticed, something is happening. Uh, mm. And and in this case, it means it's it's Microsoft pushing to the shift towards a, a model that is you know platforms and services and ongoing subscriptions. And I don't know what the what that leads to in the long run, right? The the um, the classic thing I told we we the classic quote I always bring up in situations like this is the Paul Virilio Paul Virilio um, uh, uh, when when you invent the ship you invent the shipwreck um, uh, analogy right that like when yeah. when you invent electricity you invent the electric chair um, there was a quote going around from uh, Frederick uh, Pohl who's a science fiction writer this week that was similar and that was like. Good science fiction shouldn't be able to anticipate the car. It should be able to anticipate the traffic jam, um, mm-hmm. which is fucking fantastic. That is like, yeah, that is the sci-fi I like. You're right. 
Uh, and yeah. and I don't know what the what the traffic jam of this switch is. I don't know what the unintended or the intended but but obscured consequences are for pushing this shift so hard. When right, and that does not mean the model we have now is good. I mean, and that's part of why I'm able to be yeah. enticed because I look at the model like we have now and I don't think it's good. Alternative to this feels exciting because we don't have any vision of what it would be like to have a video game economy that is more affordable and more accessible and and just don't is more like and it's not everyone either right like it's if you if you look at this model and go it makes me feel weird i want to own discs i want to you know a company that's going a different direction like by all accounts like sony isn't pushing very hard in this direction nintendo is never like they're they're not going to do a subscription service. They would like you to pay sixty dollars for every one of you know their games, especially right. their re-releases. So and then eighty dollars for all the Joy Cons that you have to buy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh my god! Oh man! So I I had Joy Con drift like a, like a month and a half ago, and I kept just like pushing through it and being like, I'm good. It's fine that I'm missing these jumps. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like uh, tried sp- like spraying it. Um, you know, in, into WD-40 the Joy. I looked up different tutorials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like mm-hmm. tried to uh, look up different options and. Um, then I was like, well, you know what? Like, maybe I'll just buy some cool Joy-Con colors. Like, I've just got these gray ones, and that'll be fine. I know these Joy-Cons are expensive. They're expensive, <laughs> like, dude. Shit is expensive. Yeah. Shit is pricey, uh-huh. and they have Shit not dropped pricey. it all. And everyone knows that they're garbage, and yet, and yet, here we are. Yeah. Yeah. So 100%. I instead, I said I, I cashed in on uh my own reporting of they'll just repair yeah. it for free and just just <laughs> yep. set my Joy-Cons yep. in and got them back two weeks later. Good, good. So yeah, the 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 thing for me ends up being like, well, what does this long term do? As we if. If this takes off, right? If if their play is correct, right? And I think as the day, what if everyone continued, moves in that direction? Yes, right. Oh, oh, like and, Nintendo and, will, can always be an outlier because they're Nintendo, right? But it wouldn't be <laughs> shocking if like midstream through the PS5, Sony, Sony releases, Sony goes like, ah, shit, like we kind of need to follow in a similar direction too, right? And that the you know if an industry shifted to subscription, if you you can objectively look at how Netflix has changed. Yeah, to create the uh, creation of television shows like that took a long time. It's not something that I, happened overnight, but over the I course of the constantly. last, yeah, over yeah. the course of the last ten years, like they have creatively changed how not just how shows are distributed, but how shows are created. And Gita, you can probably yeah. elaborate. Do on that. you like remember when shows used to run until they reached syndication? When that was the goal <laughs> for every television right. show? Do you right. remember television shows being longer than two seasons or three seasons? Right. Television shows used to reach five, seven seasons, and that was the goal. The goal was to make enough television so that you could air each episode randomly and syndicate them out to other networks. Right. Now on it TBS. doesn't matter. You want to be yeah. on TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You want to make it on the TV. Like, Turner will I mean, give we were you money about forever. This. Yes. Me and me and David were talking about this, like you know, as we do, just get really high on on the Sabbath and just talk about <laughs> prestige television. Um, we were talking about like, you know, when was when did prestige television, when did that become the only model of TV? Because you see people like watch Lovecraft Country and they're like, oh, a return of a Monster of the Week format? Right, That's right. fucking crazy. You're like, no, that used to be the default. That used to be Battlestar Galactica is like one of the most acclaimed television shows of the sort of the modern era, but it's like halfway between prestige and syndication. You can see them pushing the concept of the show in random directions because they're just, they're not trying to tell a narrative arc that's complete. They're trying to go as long as they can so that the show can enter syndication Mm -hmm. and just run on reruns and make a million dollars 
um, just playing on reruns. Right. And back, when seasons, back when seasons were also like 20, like, like right. 26 Lost episodes. Lost Battlestar 24, 26 episodes, which is not- That's like, a lot that's of episodes. One, that's something I don't miss. Like, I think there's been yeah. a lot of terrible things about yeah. the Netflixication of, of like the television model, but also like shows being watching... catered. That's how you get to syndication. You need a hundred episodes, yeah. right? So you do yeah. five, yeah. 200 or 20 episode seasons and you're there. Yeah. And that's, that's the, that's the rush. No, I've been watching this old show with Dave. I've talked about this a million times, but it's so good. Actually, you would both love it. It's called Lou Grant. And yes, oh, Lou yeah. Grant from the Mary Tyler, Moore, Mary Tyler Moore Show. But he moved to Los Angeles and became the managing editor of a competitor to the Los Angeles Times. Um, okay. And it's just like a procedural about journalism. It's trying to cash in on all the president's men. Mm-hmm. And it's just like... It's got all the personalities down. There's a, a plucky and incredibly professional female reporter that has to deal with all of her sexist like male friends at work shit. There's the the guy that looks like he's never showered in his life and it's hunched over like like this and is always angry. At one episode, he tells uh, Lou Grant that uh, he he'll post up at the bar where he's going to have dinner with his family because he can't wait for Lou Grant to read his draft mm-hmm. <laughs> and. Uh, it's got a you know a photographer that is lackadaisical. It's just it's just issues of journalism. Every and they made one hundred and fourteen episodes yeah. of this yeah. television show. Yeah. How was that possible? Yeah. Where you could say yeah. like, there was just a yeah. show you've never heard minutes. of. Yeah, didn't it's even fantastic. Know existed. <laughs> and they made like, one hundred and fourteen episodes. Actually, something very comforting about it's all on YouTube. So me and David just go and watch a random episode, basically once a week at least. You know, we're just feeling like chilling out, not really paying attention to anything. That experience of television does not exist anymore, except in reality TV and where the conditions are that you can make episodes that that many episodes that cheaply. That cheaply. Right. Yes. I mean, there is still Um, there is still like multicam scripted TV. It's just much rarer. Right. Like, yeah, I guess I guess. Yes. Was like Big Bang Theory the last um, big one. Big Bang Theory was the last big one. And it's over. Right. Right. And Young Sheldon is a single camera. Yeah. Like, I'm guessing it's still. That's still episodic and not serialized, but but that's. But I, it's closer I, but to I'll everybody never find hates out. Chris in tone. I I'll think. never find never out. I'll never watch that film. fucking show. So, nope. <laughs> um, oh God, we can't I don't know why everybody go. hates Chris. Was my reference point for no, I, no, I, <laughs> that show because, was. But <laughs> no, I'm with you. I think I I'm, I haven't seen this show, but I did watch Everyone Hates Chris. And everybody hates Chris. Everybody that hates was Chris. Chris was, was totally low key. Fine. That first season was good. Yeah. Uh huh. I haven't Black-ish, seen it since it came out. Also right. but yeah, I mean, anyway, my memories of that first season. I guess the, the, thing, the, the question there ends up being: Is that because again, the, those shows do exist? Like uh, Patrick, you started to say that those shows do also exist on Netflix. They just don't last many, very many seasons. That kind of multi. Well, it, dep- it, de- well, it depends, show, right? Like, so right? you have like a Netflix doing shows like The Ranch, which is like specifically was developed by the guy who does a bunch of the CBS like right. those like uh, sitcomy uh, shows. So I don't know. Like it's. Will that become the case where we look back in 10 years and like certain models of games we get nostalgic for and then you can like play on that by doing this? I, I don't even know what that'll mean. Right. But right. We're, like, we're just at the beginnings of like fundamental shifts to distribution funding. Um, Like this will change how games are funded, how they are like monetized and conceived. There are ways you can imagine that being a good thing. There are ways you can imagine – or not imagine that being a bad thing. Like a lot of it's and, kind of up in and the And there are lots of ways air. which we can't imagine it because we haven't mm-hmm. thought through what the repercussions are. Uh, or, 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 or people or don't know benefit. Yet. We don't know. Right. We just don't. We, you know, there are things we cannot see. But it is. The TV analogy back briefly. Yeah. I mean, one of the things, one of the benefits of prestige television, this model, shorter seasons, smaller amount of seasons, uh, stories that are uh, complete stories that go from beginning, middle and end. 
uh, actors get to work on a lot more shit, right? And they get to remain get a lot more work, right? Um, that but, also means an un, a, 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 a downside is there's no you can't just work in TV and have a steady job anymore, right? And you can't just yeah. do the thing of like, well, my shit hit syndication. This is a mm-hmm. check for the rest of my life because TBS yeah. is going to pick this up and run this for twenty years, and yeah. every time they run it, I get a few a few bucks or a few cents. Yeah. And that so adds there's up. now you know actors can move from TV to movies and TV to movies and back, and they can do a lot of different kinds of projects. Exciting, but mm-hmm. it sucks that like now it's like every, every actor's a gig worker. Right, right. Yeah. But like here's the and this is the thing that's like so hard to push back against a change like this or or to say well, why would I want to push back here's a list of games we've covered in the last couple of weeks or months on on uh waypoint that are on game pass right now tell me why star renegades mm-hmm. which we'll talk about more today uh uh crusader kings 3 wasteland 3 which i think we're going to talk about a little bit today spirit fairer microsoft flight simulator <laughs> that's just on the first page of recent yeah. releases that's a lot of ass games those are lots a lot of fucking games those gets are good those like, gets are good are good yeah. And it's hard it's, to it's hard from the I remember what it was like when I didn't have the ability when I did people weren't sending me codes to cover stuff, right? Like because that could be me again in a second. If I stepped away. Well, spe- spe- even if you were like a burgeoning critic, that's what like, I'm saying. The opportunity yes. to have access Are you kidding for me? Thirty five dollars a month for like I can play not everything, but base you'd be you would all of a sudden be able to write about the new Halo, the new yes. Gears of War. You could yeah. pitch against um, brand new games that where lots of folks that are quote unquote normal critics like are getting that stuff at the same time as you like yeah. it's there are it's, it's that, hard this is where they get to, you right to, like right. this is yes. this is yes. where you get the allure happens yes. and exactly because we don't know and even Microsoft maybe they have their hypotheticals but right. it's hard to know where the 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 cracks in this will form because they will form because none of the, none of these are going to be perfect or ideal but. Uh, you, it's it's still in my heart of hearts, you know, even though I'm fortunate enough to not be in a position where I have to like pit between that stuff anymore, I can't, I'm not going to knock anybody being like, yeah. you know what, like th- this makes the most sense for me economically, especially yeah. in the middle of a fucking pandemic yeah. when if, if games are your primary outlet for for uh, mental health, for just getting away from things, from for relaxing, like paying $35 a month to get access to Days the tens of thousands of dollars of, of video games, not for quote unquote free. It's not free, but it sure feels free when it's thirty-five dollars <laughs> instead of sixty bucks a pop for a game you're not yeah. sure if you're gonna like again because refunding games is different across every service and who knows how easy it's gonna be. I, you know, that's just th- that that's hard it's hard to argue with, even yeah. if, even yeah. as I can also, sit in gift. I, I see a lot of the arguments on Twitter of like, "Why this is a, a capital B bad?" I was like, "I agree," but <laughs> boy, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have yeah, trouble I mean, telling anyone to not do it. Imagine the big big question marks for me are just like, "What does this? How do these?" I know a lot of people who are trying Crusader Kings three on Game Pass because right. they aren't mm-hmm. sure if they're going to like it, and I love I love that that they're able to do that because this isn't a game for any for everyone, and I think more people are trying it because it's on Game Pass. Just anecdotally. Um, what does this look like for Paradox if they're making a huge amount of sales right. through we have no Game idea, Pass? Right? We, have we have no, no idea. idea what the trans- – we've- there has not been much transparency in what a Game Pass deal looks like. We don't know yeah. if it looks like an Apple Arcade deal where we believe that it's like cash up front. Well, no, I can, t- I can tell you. Right? So like – so. Um- the Game Pass and like PS Now's um, or, um, or PS, PS Plus is like yeah. – those from what I understand are like different per – for developer um, and and uh, people generally seem to be happy with their Game Pass um, deals, but again, there's no transparency. I'm like, what does that mean? Like, when I click a game and I play it for an hour, 
did, and you know, should should I have just gone and you know, you know, where do you feel ethically as the consumer, as the player, you know, vis-a-vis how you're contributing to the economics of the the folks that made that game? Mm-hmm. Um, my understanding for I think this is true of all Apple Arcade games. I reserve the right to be wrong, but from the developers I've spoken to, they're largely just a publisher. They are just handing out money for games to be um, either that they're funding from the start or like it comes along at a certain part of development and then they fund the rest of it. And there's a reason you see sort of like a pipeline of game comes out in Apple Arcade and has either a six-month or a year-long exclusivity window. So like Grindstone and... uh, and some other games uh, are coming to switch a year later. Some other games are coming six months later because that's just kind of how they, they're set up. Right. So it's like when you click a game on Apple Arcade and you play for an hour and you don't like it, like Apple just makes that that $5 a month and that that is like uh, no skin off the back of the, the, the developer. Like they've already gotten their cut um, from how Apple pays and compensates right. them as a developer. Um, but that is different on game pass and playstation plus and playstation now and yeah it is hard to tell you see success stories like a fall guys or rocket league which are like held up as games that um wouldn't have been nearly as successful without those partnerships on a thing like playstation plus um but um you know does that create a perception that oh it's always good that if a game is on here um i i don't know right, well, if, like if those that's are the case those are interesting uh cases specifically because um, you know, but people have said with Xbox Game Pass that it's similar, that it's a lump sum. I've seen I've seen quotes out there from from certain devs. Who knows if that's universal or if that's a per per basis thing? And right. I believe that was the case with Rocket League that they got a lump sum. Here's the thing that both Rocket League and Fall Guys both have microtransactions. Micro- other <laughs> right, exactly other ways for the fault for the developers to turn on a money faucet and actually continue to get money to do development after that lump sum is paid. And that means that this is potentially one of the things that we'll see increasingly as this model gets adapted is other ways for players to pay money to the developer after they get the game in whatever their monthly subscription service is. Um, and and that's, you know, you tell me if that's a but thing. You can buy the game outside of that, of right? Course. So the Game Pass totally. isn't, yes. uh, so like an Apple Arcade, none of those games are ever going to disappear. Right. They're just making a library that gets bigger and bigger over time. Right. Whereas Game Pass is more like a Netflix or a Hulu in which games disappear um, Microsoft's right. games aren't going to disappear, and but like, third-party ones time, do. But third-party games do cycle in and out, and so mm-hmm. crucially, what's different with Game Pass is that like you can still go buy Crusader Kings on Steam. Yes. You can yes. still go buy Crusader Kings on um, GOG. Feels- like there are. It doesn't just exist there. Even Gears of War Five, like you don't, yeah. I don't, you know, you could just go get that instead of paying for Game Pass. Right. It you shouldn't. Feels but. More likely that we weren't going to run into like a, a PT scenario, but I always, I there's something lurking. Like I can't. I can't get uh-huh. that out of my head, you know? Like, I can't stop thinking about how that game was available, and then suddenly it was not, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. it was yeah, a I thing ga- that my, and it didn't, yeah. I gave my pay- base PS5 to a friend when I when I got a pro, and was just like, by the way, like, this is the one thing you need to pay attention to. Don't delete this thing in the <laughs> this thing called PT. Yeah. You just don't delete that. You can do whatever else you want to this fucking machine, but just don't, don't delete, delete that, that thing. Because once it's gone, it's gone. Right. Although I guess at this point, there's like a thousand, like, PT, Unreal Engine 4 yeah. remakes of it. Dreams, that I basically load up dreams, find yourself <laughs> PT dreams. Um, <laughs> the the I, I, underscoring all or under underlining all of this stuff is what we started off with with the S versus X thing, which is like also all of the stuff we're talking about, about the focus on services, about Game Pass, about other subscription stuff. That all requires you to have a pretty high speed internet connection where you can comfortably download games regularly and not worry about hitting your data cap, not worry about it coming in too slow, et cetera. So it's like, mm. again, like 
if you are still running off of disks because you're in a, you're in a part of the world where the internet is slow, none of this shit matters to you. This doesn't move the needle yeah. at fucking all. Uh, Honestly, and, like, and yeah. my boyfriend still buys disks because we have Spectrum and our internet craps out at random times yep. for hours. Mine died no last reason. night for no reason for three hours in the middle of yep. working. I loved it. It was, loved that. it was so good. I loved it. So yeah. So that, that was the kind of big Xbox stuff this week. I, I'm I'm we're getting there. You know what I mean? That what was the when's the release date? What are they saying? November 10th. Uh, the same November day as Destiny 10th? happening. <laughs> I wow. think. And all and uh all Assassin's can- Creed. <laughs> Oh, go ahead, Kita. Well, I'm sorry. All I can think about is the 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 meme going around of Sony be like, "Please don't say damn when you hear the press." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's so good because we're gonna I mean, that that's too. it's yep. yeah. They uh, I thought it might be yesterday because it was the 25th anniversary of mm-hmm. the PlayStation One launching in North America, um, and they've already put out uh, like told like select. PlayStation insiders or like, you know, whatever, like they've sent emails being like, get ready to, you know, pre-order. And then that there was that leak about this gold plated fucking PS5 that they're making, um, which like the one takeaway from that seems to be that the different there's a um, there's a hundred dollar difference between the gold plated PS5 um, without a disc, which would suggest there will be a hundred dollar difference between some accountants are racking up those numbers right now, seeing how much of a difference it can make. (laughs) That's so funny. Um, God. So I don't know. I but the I uh, I more people than I, I I have no inside information on the PS5 price. Like prices are kept like so rubbing my hands like, together like to Birdman. As, as I know, Patrick man. I made a joke on Twitter internet. about about like I wouldn't be shocked if it was six hundred dollars, and they had to be like immediately follow with that tweet. Like I am not. This I do not know, uh-huh. and I uh-huh. I understand when I say I do not know. Then some people will be like, mm, "Yeah, that's what yeah, a fucking he knows." knows yeah. say that's what he knows. Uh, yeah. I do not know, mm-hmm. but I it's- I you know if it was going to be cheap, I think they would have said by now. Yeah, and I don't. I think they might get scared off from six hundred bucks, which is probably what in their heart of hearts they want. They want to charge oh, yeah. for this, like six hundred for the 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 big boy, and then five hundred dollars for the discless. Um, but. There's I, I no don't, number that can compete with the deal that X, the Xbox is offering. I just don't. Which think may, which is. maybe is then the argument just to say, "Fuck you, our software is that good. We're just going right. to charge six hundred dollars." And I, the, the I actually bucks. the Chad yeah, Wooden argument of they don't got no games. The classic. They're gonna have deep, if they have, if, if according to the Korean ratings board. <laughs> And when they rate a game, that uh, means that it's coming out soon. That means Demon Souls is probably a launch year, game. Right, and right. yo, and that's not you know coming out on Xbox. Six hundred dollars to play Demon Souls at launch. The Sony so big <laughs> pointy <laughs> fingers. I do like. I do tend to like the games that they get as exclusive. It's just like I, I've got. Man, I got I can't figure out how to fucking cancel this one subscription box I've been trying to cancel and I keep fucking overdrafting my bank account. I don't need to spend six hundred dollars on a plastic box. You should I got you, a PC. We well, who do we have to call to get you off that subscription box? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> don't know. I don't okay. We gotta figure this out. I've off been mic. trying, I swear. It's been three months. Gita, you tried know to the folks that you know the folks that reply all. Like, that's what they do. This is what you just they need do. to oh tell them about Alex. your subscription. <laughs> <laughs> Please help me. <laughs> like, okay, so you can't cancel it if you have a box on the way, and I just keep forgetting if they, it's coming on the way. Um, mm. But then also, Wait, when they you really, don't have a box that's on the bullshit. way. 
I don't you, n- no. they, you you used to be able to just cancel it online, but then during the pandemic they changed it to their customer service line only, which is only open from like eight to eight on of weekdays. Of course, yeah. Not holidays. They should they should I mean that would be like if I was trying to cancel my TV service and they were like, Oh, we can't do it. You're watching TV right now. <laughs> Sorry. And I'm like, yeah, I turned it off. Don't like, send oh, me another the- box after this. Shouldn't be hard. <laughs> right. Just don't. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Just stop it after this one. Anyway. Just quit it. I don't want to spend 40 bucks on this <laughs> shit. I don't want it. Damn. We should we should take a break. I, one more little news drop. Important to me. Hyrule Warriors. <laughs> Age of yeah. Calamity. I'm all the way here for Hell it. Yeah. Hey, this looks. Do, I need the I, lore. Also, I need the lore. <laughs> my, I, the, one of my favorite lines from that uh, announcement was um, them be like, this time, the Zelda team worked yeah, closely I in know. collaboration, which was like, wow, basically like, mm, fuck that non-canon bullshit uh-huh. last time. You want, you want to, ca- you care about this world uh-huh. as we quietly delay Breath of the Wild 2 to <laughs> holiday 2021? Yep. Um, then you're going to want to play this game November 20th or whenever it comes out. Yeah, I, I saw this trailer. I was like, oh, this will be like February. And then they were like, November. I was like, yes. Hell yeah. One Hell day yeah. after Cyberpunk. Well, this, this is the real man, shit. This, Fuck yeah, a cyberpunk. <laughs> Fuck a cyberpunk. <laughs> this fits uh, that like there there uh multiple sort of like the folks in Keating with Nintendo were saying like, yeah, this is it. Like like you get Mario, you get that game in November and Nintendo's yeah. washing their hands until uh I I have not Although played a Dynasty not- Warriors game in, uh, that I liked in a, in a while now. Uh, Dynasty <laughs> Warriors Nine was such a disappointment that that my heart was ruined. Yeah, you uh, did not like that game. That I game remember was that. Fucking bad. This looks <laughs> dope, and I love the like. It was one of those things where where. I remember a few. I think I brought this up a few weeks. ago. Is this ago Team Ninja? Did they make? I that? fucking this hope not. A- I hope it's not. So who? So didn't they make the last? Uh, one? I don't want to talk about Team Fucking Ninja. <laughs> uh, Omega wow. Force. I'm, I am sorry. Here. Omega Force, who has made the Dynasty Warriors <laughs> games, uh-huh. their division of Koei Tecmo for decades, have made some yep. of my favorite games. And then, sure. yes, Team Ninja got involved at a certain point, mm-hmm. and they have done the, the the Team Ninja Dynasty Warriors games have not been my favorite, is what I would say, or the ones mm. where they have had. Uh, and, and to be clear, I don't want to say Omega Force has never has never fucked up. Dynasty Warriors Nine was mostly Omega Force, I believe. Um, but just in general, I I'm would prefer the Team Ninja is listed as a developer. Fuck off. Well, that's Hyrule Warriors. That's okay, the original so Hyrule on, Warriors, right? 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 That's different. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. I'm trying to pull up the. In any the, case, the in any journalism case, live. In any case, this is Omega Force, produced yeah. by Omega Force. Yeah, and we're yeah. good. We're gonna. It's gonna be fine. I think it's gonna be good. I hope it's not bad and uh, i'm happy well, the thing i was going to say was was I, I think i brought it up on here a couple of weeks ago that like there are days when i feel like bad and numb and like disconnected from the world because i don't get i think it was on the dc fandom stuff where it's like i just don't get that like youthful energetic excitement about 99 percent of things it turns out breath mm-hmm. of the wild is the one percent of oh, things yeah. <laughs> that like oh shit chills down the back of my spine as the music starts playing as the characters come on screen as like they start doing wild ass attacks like oh wow i guess this game really fucking worked for me like i thought i was pretty sure it did but now like oh yeah this is i'm bought in in a way that's that's excited and uh so yeah november 20th right so you know you need some awesome walker's gonna eat I'm a, I'm a feast on some high reward. 
All the guardians are hey. there. And you know it's going to go bad. You know yeah. how that story uh-huh. ends. That is yeah. my shit. Let's go. Yeah, All is, those motherfuckers are going to die. Trilogy, it's, yes, essentially. This is, yes, yes, yes. This, it's going to be a tragic ending for all these motherfuckers. I mm. want to play a Dynasty Warriors game where a thousand people kill you. Cannot Did wait. He- didn't it feel good for a second when Urbosa was trending too? Yes. Didn't that feel yes, great? That felt Just good. for like the like the one Fucking half hour queen. Urbosa was trending. Yes. yes. <laughs> Finally we understand. God. Anyway. Anyway. You gotta have a cooking mechanic, right? I Urbosa hope it does. is the stallion. I'm very <laughs> I'm very curious to see just to see what the structure of that game is and if it's if it's just a Dynasty Warriors like mission to mission based thing or if there's a campaign how much story is there because that's what that's what i would be there for like these games have never done anything for me but i like i don't i don't you know i don't dislike playing like when i've played i'm like yeah this is fine but like none of the the settings or like have been my thing but But this uh, would be i would absolutely love yeah so i'm curious to see how much i mean this is is my biggest question very much is so that last dynasty warriors game dynasty warriors 9 was a big open world game and i'm like Mm -hmm. and it was bad they did not do well by that and i can't help but wonder are they going to do stuff like that again or are they going to do the hyrule warriors thing where it is just like discrete maps or the previous dynasty warriors game thing of just here's a discrete map you have a fight on the map there's story drops there's whatever and then you move on we'll see i i'm i'm i want to know more about september 26th you'll you'll know more Oh, are they is that when they're doing like an additional details? Like an, okay, yeah, that makes like sense. They'll do like a for, gameplay direct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, last thing uh, b- before we, we bounce out of here for for the break is uh, I finished Blasphemous. Cool. Um, a couple oh. a couple days back. Uh, really, really fucking great game. Um, cannot recommend it enough. Uh, it feels like for 2020 is uh my Valfaris. Valfaris was a um action uh, shooter game from last year that was like a very uh, contra. Uh, sort of vibes. It was like really hard and but really satisfying. And and Blasphemous is uh, absolutely like my that game for me this year. Um, I mean, I uh, I was putting off finishing it. I was like, I'll just like eke out like another percent in the map. I don't need any of these upgrades anymore. But going from ninety five percent to ninety six is satisfying in its own way. Just one of those games where you're just delaying finishing it because I don't want it to end um and it's just rare that you get games especially for me who's just like finish it move on to the next one is, is very much my my attitude um but uh i i delayed on on this one and like it was all the more satisfying to be to, to get to the end beat it and get the bad ending like i got i played 96 percent of this game and still got the looked up uh how to get the good ending and was like man all right, well, you took something from Dark Souls. It's like, here was the obscure quest that I had no idea how to do, and so I get the shitty ending. Um, and that was satisfying in its in its own right. So they, they took away the right things from from that franchise. So Blasphemous is good, and more people should go should go and play it. Yeah. Uh, cool. Well, I'm, I'm, it, it is on my list of things to check out before the end of the year. Um, so, you know, that's... I'm glad it's good. I'm glad that it's that it has. Yeah, I'm playing in Spanish. The Spanish VO yes, is. That's what uh, you've said. Is, that interview is, is, is up tremendous. on the site, right? You, you talk to them about that. Yes. Cool. Yes. All right. Well, we should take a break. When we come back, we will talk about some video games, including what Star Renegade, uh, yeah. Crusader Kings Three. I have a, I have a Crusader Kings Three story that I have to tell that I'm very very excited to tell. <laughs> I've like not played the game this week since the stuff happened, so I wouldn't forget it. I wouldn't be overwritten with more Crusader Kings Three stuff. Uh, and uh, and uh, Paradise Killer, so stick around. We'll be right back.
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, we are back. And there are games we've not talked about too much here. I guess here's the thing that I'll say. The stuff that we have left to talk about is stuff we have talked about before. So I don't feel too bad highlighting Crusader Kings first. (laughs) Also, because like I said, this Crusader Kings thing happened. I was like, man, I fucking love this game. And like they made a date. You were right. They made a good one. Like they did it. They made they they did the damn thing. They fucking Uh, nailed it. Yeah. So I need to tell you. I need to tell you about Conrad, who I guess the let me just send you an image of what Conrad Please. looked like. Duke I'd Conrad by the end of his life. Um, he looked like this guy. This is him. Well, the thing is, I don't know if it's him because one of the things that happens when you bring up the screen that is like your character screen in in uh the the Crusader Kings, it says underneath, like, this is you. Uh, mm-hmm. But in my case, it started saying, this is you, allegedly, because this was like mm-hmm. a man in the iron mask or um, uh, what is this? What is the oh, what is the king's name? Uh, Baldwin from yeah. uh, K- uh, Kingdom of Heaven uh, kind of has like the the thing that a lot of European uh, kings wore. I guess I don't know if it was a lot, but enough for this to be a, a, a touchstone in modern adaptations and film and, and, and media where he was wearing like a mask to cover up. Uh, a disfigurement that he received yeah. from either from war or, or illness or whatever. A quote-unquote disfigurement. Incredibly fucking sick. It looks incredibly sick. It's like a death mask style, like yeah. f- facial mold. It's a solid and silver mask. The first time I saw it in the game, I was like, I want to be that guy. I want to be his friend. <laughs> I want to be his friend. So this is Duke Conrad. And I think before I tell you about Duke Conrad, I have to tell you about his his father. Uh, because there is a there is a certain sort of there, – there are ways in which uh, – Everything about Conrad is a reflection uh, or under, best understood by his father. For people who don't know anything about Crusader Kings because you skipped our Crusader Kings talk last time or you just have never – you've always bounced off of it, please listen to this one story I have to tell. And also let me just give you the very high level because because we kind of jumped into it last time in a way where like we didn't say maybe what the game is so much. You play as a dynasty of people uh, in the Middle Ages – um, and you're trying to extend your dynasty and your dynasty's power. And to do that, you inhabit the head of the dynasty at any given time. Uh, and that dynasty can be really big, like an emperor, or it can be really tiny, like a count. Uh, and, and a count just has a county. Like, you know how you live in a county somewhere? Uh, That's yeah. the person who's in charge of that. And not the whole, not like three counties around them, not the state or the the country that they're in. It's mm-hmm. very, you know, it's very small. So, so, and you're making decisions as you go and all the characters have stats. It's very much an RPG uh, in a way that, that even, uh, I, I think this game specifically, even more so than the previous one. So uh, I, there's this guy who I'm playing as named Eberhard of Strasbourg. Eberhard is, uh, I'd say, a, a distinctly kind man. This is mm. this is who he is, uh, down to the fact that right before he 
uh, dies. He completes his – there are skill trees in this game. He completes the last diplomacy tree and gets to choose a, a nickname. The nickname I get to choose for him include the kind, and so I give it to him. Like, I, like When I say he's kind – what I mean is that people like him. That is his. That is the thing that he is defined by. And when I say people, what I mean is like people, including the Pope. He was like the Pope's best friend. Oh right? wow! Uh, yeah, <laughs> like like um, we they the we got events called like the Twin Sons because our 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 radiant conversation shone so brightly. That's um, so beautiful. And let me tell you, you can you can get some shit when your the Pope is your best fucking friend. Uh, um, like literally plus one hundred with the Pope, not plus. 30 30 with the Pope what? plus 100. That's max, the, right? You love to that's see max. it. That's max. And again, I love to see it. I'm not some king. I'm like a little count. I have nothing. I'm I'm playing in Strasbourg, which is a county um, in on on the what we would contemporarily think of as the German and French border. And the reason I'm doing this is deeply sentimental, which is my mom's side. My my I guess my grandfather on my mom's side uh, side of the family is uh, German. <clears throat> you know, uh, you know, came here in in early revolutionary era America, uh, or maybe after that, but you know, pre twentieth century, um, and were originally from the Alsace region in in uh, uh, Germany, France, uh, and which has has kind of gone back and forth over the years in terms of who controls it. Now it's France, uh, and and I last year when I was playing Crusader Kings two in anticipation of this, I was like, I should just find where that part of my family is from. I cannot do that for the black side of my family. I may as well do it for the German side of my family. And so I found the castle that is where my family, that side of my family's name is from uh, in the mountains of, of France uh, and found, and, and you know, on Sunday or whatever it was, when I was playing Monday, because I was on Labor Day, I was like, I'm going to give all of Labor Day to Crusader Kings. I'm going to find that place on the map in the first save that I can go back to in Crusader Kings 3, and I'm going to play from there. Uh, ironically, I can't because it is impassable terrain on the, on the map because it's like a mountain castle, uh, and you cannot play from this impassable terrain. So I went to Strasbourg, which is right next door to it. Um, and it's, it's a nothing county. I'm making no money, but everyone loves me because my dude is just that diplomatic. It's just like from the gate is like when I take him over, he's already completed one full skill tree of the family hierarchy, like, uh, skill trees. So like, basically he's like thought of as just like a good dad. He's basically just a good dad. And so I thought my children will end up being very good, right? Good mm -hmm. dad, probably That's have good That's what you kids. assume, right? This is what you assume. <laughs> uh, unfortunately... I, I, he was Conrad, my my son, my heir, was good in many ways. Uh, mostly, he was brilliant. He had like a twenty nine in learning by the time he died. Uh, which spoilers? This is eventually going to end in Conrad dying. Um, but he was not a good person. Um, he was he, like like his father. Uh, you know, he he was he was brave in certain ways, but he was also sadistic, and I want to say he was cynical too. Um, which which means that he like doesn't really care about the. I mean, he wasn't cynical because he was so good at learning. In any case, in any case, he was like this dark reflection of his father, which is to say, everyone fucking hated him. Um, but unlike his father, he was committed to being ambitious despite that. In Crusader Kings, especially depending on the way your, your inheritance stuff works, the, if your goal is to grow what you control, you are competing against a clock, and that clock is your death. Because uh, in certain sorts of inheritance laws, you lose the stuff that you have 
uh, at a certain at a certain point. So like, let's say you control five counties, right? You don't have a duchy, you don't have a kingdom, you just have five random counties spread out around the world. Uh, guess what? Because of the inheritance laws where you are, your three kids are going to cut those up and each one is going to get something, right? You're going to die, your will is going to be read, and on that will, it's going to say, Jimmy gets this, Betsy gets <laughs> that, and Con- Duke Conrad gets this third thing. Um, uh, he wouldn't have been Duke Conrad at this point, otherwise this wouldn't have been a problem. One of the ways you com- you beat that is if in your life you can either change those succession laws, which is very hard – or you get something that is a whole thing that is bigger than a county, right? Because uh, again, I'm starting to play as a count here, which is like a stupid thing to do in some ways. But I, I wanted to see what that what that felt like. So I go, okay, I'm gonna I'm going to with Eberhard, I'm gonna try to get to to a duchy so that I can give my kid a duchy. I can't do it. He's just he's very nice, but he's not very good at. Anything other than marrying his kids off and making alliances through being very nice. But that means that when Conrad, this sadistic motherfucker, takes over, he can kind of build off of his father's kindness, cash in old favors. All of his siblings are married off strategically, and he can start to do what his father couldn't, which was build something that would last more than a lifetime. Yeah. Except there is one problem. Which is what's up, Kato? I just had a question about: yes. Do you choose which of your offspring you play as, or is that part no. of the succession laws? It's it's part of succession laws. I think okay. it's whoever gets the bulk of what you get. And I think gotcha. in the the place that I am, the cultural like law is it's your firstborn male son. Uh, preference, you know, preference. If you only have a daughter, where I'm at, I think you would play as the daughter. Your stuff mm-hmm. isn't stripped, but it's it's <clears throat> it is still male preference, and that stuff that yeah. can all be changed, both. At the grand scheme of things, you would just like flip a switch that says, no, I want this to be gender neutral. Mm. Or you can change that through the system of play where like you put a religion in place that is matriarchal uh, or you make things – you slowly change succession laws to be elective or to be yeah. – you choose who you want, stuff like that. I All have, that stuff is, is gameplay. Yeah, scenarios in which I can have a specific title that I want to be uh, elective or – um, I changed religion and it invalidates my marriage. So I have right. to have a new heir. Mm. That kind of stuff. Um, succession is determined by multiple different factors and can be disrupted by multiple different gameplay moves, which is right. super fun if you're trying to get one person to be the heir versus another. Right. So Count Conrad, let me just read you what happens when Count Eberhard dies. At age 70, Count Eberhard of Strasbourg rests in the arms of the Lord at 70 years of age. He died of old age. A man to always put the good of his family above all else. He spent his life trying to ensure a glorious future for all of his descendants. I'll note my prestige with this guy was through the fucking roof because I maxed out all the diplomacy trees, which just meant that everyone just loved him. It's just like he could do – he held a good party and everyone was like, this is the best party anyone has ever thrown ever, plus 300 <laughs> prestige. Just like for someone who didn't own anything, my prestige was like that of kings, prestige being literally a resource and a stat in this game. Count Conrad, the game continues, ascends to the throne. A true sadist. Many fear what the realm will turn into under his rule. Well, they should not have worried because Count Conrad had goals and dreams. Um, (laughs) What he 
also has so like the high level on Conrad is he's brilliant. He's a philosopher. He's like a level four philosopher, which means his learning is through the roof. And that means that he kind of thinks he's better than the church, which means he gets into stuff like magic and witchcraft and herbalism very quickly. Um, uh, most of that doesn't really come into play, except that it means I'm able to get certain perks like herbalism, which keeps you healthy, and whole of body, which keeps you healthy. And those are important because about – 20 years into my reign, he gets cancer. Um, and mm. that to me was the thing. That was the point at which I was like, oh shit, am I going to lose this guy? The clock is ticking. If he can beat this, then I'm confident he can conquer the world or at least <laughs> the nearby counties. And so. Oh, that caveat so great. <laughs> getting cancer for him, cancer is bad. Cancer is straight up like, you lose – first of all, you have cancer, which means you're dying. And as someone who's lost people to cancer, uh, including the grandfather whose family is from this region of, of Europe, uh, it sucks. And seeing someone go through that is really hard. But Duke Conrad had specifically been built – and at that point, I started leaning into taking all of the skills in the skill tree that were about being able to fight this off and also recruiting the best possible like people from around the world – that were like physicians and and other people who do work for me, just like cashing in all of these old favors. I should note, Gita, you were we were talking about whether or not there were Jews in this game a few episodes ago. The uh, uh, Eberhard, the good, the nice count, uh, mm. his physician and steward was an Ashkenazi Jew who was oh, like brilliant. Uh, incredible! Like I, he was just like in my court at the at the top of the game, and the first thing I did was was if you want to invite someone who's visiting your court but isn't mm -hmm. like a, a permanent member, you have to pay them, right? You got to be like, listen, I'm going to pay you to hang out because yeah. you're cool <laughs> enough to where I want you to be a knight or a physician or just just chill. Be I just want guy. you to be at the parties. Be my yeah. guy. You're I, welcome I like to the to entourage. Invite you know? people with good congenital traits, just because they might have babies, and then I can have babies with their babies. Totally, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so I start building out Conrad to be, to be th this style of like, um, he's like literally fighting the cancer by being the healthiest man in the world. He's just like on that treadmill every day. <laughs> he's eating all of his vitamins. He's studying, you know, uh, illicit religious, uh, 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 you know, rituals that theoretically will help extend his life, stuff like that. And he decides, okay or I decide, I guess, I can find somewhere on them. I can't, because of my alliances, I can't make Alsace, which is the region I'm in, or Al Alsace, I never know how to pronounce this place. I have no idea. Um, I couldn't tell you, I'm sorry. I can't make that duchy because my friends own the other parts of it. But what about this other place that's just kind of past the mountains where no one, I don't know anyone there. And so over the course of the next, like, 20 years of this guy's life, one, he continues to just decompose as a person. The cancer eats away at him, and he starts leading battles, even though he's not particularly good at leading battles, and, and getting just gets maimed. consecutively maimed and disfigured mm. in fights. And mm -mm. from, you know, every time that the cancer comes back, there's an, you have an option. It's like, how much, how do you want to treat this? Do you want to treat this conservatively or, or with risk or with really wild ab abandon and just do the, the, the hard, go hard at this cancer and if it kills me, it kills me, but oh well. Um, I had another option because my learning was so high, which was like, you should use the things that no one is allowed to use. Uh, I'm so mm. smart that I can – this book says there's a way to do this. There's a way I can get through this, and it's even riskier. And I did that every time. And so by the end of this guy's life, 
Uh, he was wounded, one-legged, had cancer, was wheezing all of the time, uh, had smallpox, lived through smallpox and the bubonic plague. Both of those things hit my court, killed people, not Conrad. Conrad had a vision and that vision was becoming a duke. And so he pushes <laughs> through all of that shit, eventually taking on the mask, taking on lots and lots and lots of scars. The, the thing ends up saying this is you allegedly because you can't see his face anymore. Also... One of the things that he learned to do to make his life better was eat people. Uh, oh, I, okay. I got an event at one point that was like, you know what? There are ways to restore your stamina that people don't do um, because oh, they're cowards. Because they're fools. cowards. <laughs> yeah. Um, Coward and, is definitely on my part, for sure. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. And, and... By spending all of that prestige that the the kind the kind count had raised, I just I just literally went into the negatives because what I would do is I would just go to war with someone, beat them, take their shit, and then the second the, the it was over and I recovered my troops, I'd be like, oh, uh, that truce we have, fuck a truce, actually, fuck a truce, I'm coming for your shit, and literally he becomes the Duke of. Trajania, which is Transjania, which is like to the south of this region, which is a place that we've I've never dealt with except to stomp on their people. Uh, inherited all their shit, made the Duke title because the thing about this game is if you have enough stuff, if you have like let's say you had Nassau County and Suffolk County, you could then become the Duke of Long Island because those are the two <laughs> counties that make up Long Island, right? Um, uh, or if you had like, you know, five of the counties that, that are in, uh, uh, this part of, uh, in, in this case, in one case, it was like North Burgundy. I could become the Duke of North Burgundy. Uh, and, and at that point you can, you can give your title down to the next person, uh, uh, that is the Duke title instead of the count title. So it's like, Hey, as a count, I have these five counties, but as a Duke, I have this one duchy and you can inherit this duchy and keep it all because it's a duchy and you're, and you have other counts under you basically. And all I can think of as this is happening is my family must fucking hate me. My sons must fucking hate my ass because I'm not dying. I've lived through two plagues. I lived through mm -hmm. cancer. I mm -hmm. fought an entire duchy. I am mm -hmm. bleeding on my face all the mm -hmm. time. I will not die. And I'm doing it for them. They don't understand. I'm doing it for them. But I know that my numbers are low with them because also I'm a bad dad. Unlike yeah. my dad, I'm a terrible <laughs> dad. I didn't, I didn't educate these people myself. I didn't look at these kids. I never spent a moment with them. Fuck them kids. Fuck <laughs> them kids. <laughs> Finally, I get... Also, I want to be clear... Every at the top of every year, I get the update that's like you're dying. Today is this you know in your heart that you're about to die, and no, he doesn't. Conrad knows today is going to be a good day. Conrad knows I'm gonna I'm gonna get this much closer to building a real. St also, I left out a really important part of this, uh, which is Conrad mm. is married off to in his childhood to the the Duchess of North Burgundy or, or someone who has like almost has that claim and we are both conquering in towards each other we don't even live together she isn't on my court because she's busy running something somewhere else doing the same <laughs> sort of schemes that I'm doing also we're both cheating on each other because like this is what the powerful do and they're bad people um, but we're constantly backing each other up in these wars to build something for ourselves nearby so there's like a back there's a side story happening here that is I like to think of it as a really fucked up romance in any case, <laughs> finally, finally, at, at the age 68, I get this message after I've become the Duke. 
Duke Conrad of, of Transgerania has found peace in Christ's embrace at 68 years. He died of cancer, horribly disfigured. He spent his last years unable to show his face in public. Duke Richard ascends to the throne. Being an ambitious man, many expect the realm to grow and prosper under your rule. And then the next message. Uh, <laughs> twist of fate. As I make all the preparations necessary for Duke Conrad's departure from the world, I am interrupted by a page. The boar went and died without any help from me. So what that means is my son and heir had been plotting to kill me in the background. So my yep. first what? message as my son was someone interrupting my son to tell me I was dead or just interrupting me to say your dad, who you were plotting to kill, has died of cancer finally. Oh, and we can, don't have to worry about the murder anymore. <laughs> you don't have to just die in a regular way. <laughs> well, and it's, I, I just love so fucking, and also this dude is just like incredible at war stuff. My, my, th this, the third generation of this family, he was raised to be this like incredible warrior. And so he's going to be able to continue in his father's footsteps. But I love so much that, also, I found out that the heir was also trying to kill his brother because he was afraid that the duchy, I guess, wasn't going to be formed in time. And so he was trying ah. to kill off his brother so he would inherit even more shit, not knowing that literally a week or two before my character uh, Conrad died, he would make the duchy so that his son, who hated him and was trying to kill him, would be able to inherit a duchy and not just a couple of these counties. Uh, I fucking love this game wow. so much. It's so fucking good. Holy shit. Um, it's... it's I I love I it. Love this, I love this fucking game. I love when I, that's happened to me a couple of times. I played a. I. I don't normally. So the first thing that David asked me when I showed him this game was, "How do you be good?" And uh -huh. I was at a loss for words because he didn't want to expand or anything. He just uh -huh. wanted to be like a nice guy. Uh, but it's so fucking satisfying to fill out the entire diplomacy track and just be like, hey, do you want to be my vassal? Do you want to be my vassal? Hey, hey we big party over here. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like know? At a certain point like, with the right skills, yeah, you can just totally be like, hey, I already own all this other stuff. You want to come be part of the stuff I own? It's pretty cool. Like, yeah. Look at the other cool shit I own. <laughs> we got Disney World. Look how happy all these guys got, are. Yeah, ex yeah. exactly. Like, <laughs> I um, develop all their castles, and now like they're basically impenetrable. Like, don't worry about it. You know, I have a huge army. I'll protect you. Yeah. It's it it that that is like my favorite way is just being like nicing everyone to death. Yes. Um, but playing the guy who gets all of his enemies murdered. Uh, it is so fun when you start playing as your heir and they're like, whoopsie, we're, we were trying to kill you. Uh -huh. But you just died the but normal you just, kind. You just regularly died. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I, the, died. the prose in this game is also just very it's strong. Really the the yeah. one where I passed through Beat the Bubonic Plague was, uh, it seems as if death has, it seems as if death passed through my door, lingered by my bedside, but in the end decided to let me live. I will never forget the torments of his touch. Yet he has opened my eyes to the miracle of life. The plague has claimed many souls, but I will not be one of them. Uh, Duke Conrad, you're a fucking real one. You got, you're also going from the, the count uh, to the Duke is the thing that got me this dope new robe with like all sorts of embellishments and gold and red and a cool crown. Like that level up from looking like a monk who was wearing uh, a cool mask to looking like a king who was wearing a cool mask was, was very good <laughs> to me. Nice. Um, so yeah, I, I, Crusader Kings 3 continues to just kick ass. The, the, the Count Who Would Never Die is like one of my all-time favorite RPG characters now. Mm. And, you know, all and it was like five hours of, of a day or four hours of a day because, because uh, uh, just like, 
the way that Crusader Kings can tell those little those little stories that will stick with you and that will be unique to you in the way that you can tell it without it being a spoiler. Right? Like, I didn't yeah. spoil Crusader Kings. No. And the story of the count who wouldn't die. I just had the count who wouldn't die. And you, you can have your own count really, who won't die. Really, really great story. Yeah. Um, one small update. I did actually finally make the, the Jewish Empire that I Hell wanted yeah. to. Um, <laughs> I played as a vassal of the ruler of the Khazarian Empire. Uh, eventually, they got pressure. Um, and I um, ended up educating his son and heir so that the entire Khazarian Empire became Jewish. Right. Um, Kabarite Jewish. Uh, and then because that's like mo- about most of uh, like Eastern Russia is where that place would be. Uh, that whole area became Jewish. So in between the um, the Catholics on one side and the Orthodox Christians on the other, there's just this huge, huge <laughs> area of just consolidated Judaism that is kind of squeezing them both out. We were actually very, very close to gaining control of Jerusalem. Which I mean would just change all of human history. So that's fascinating. Yeah, that would be a big. That would be a big difference. Big I mean, well, get for the Jews. <laughs> this is the thing that's so weird. Is that like speaking to your thing, your conversation with David, right? Of like, mm-hmm. is there a way to play this game as a good guy? Like, no, you're a king. No, you're yeah. representing a religious faith that wants to. I, I mean, can you like, be iconoclastic? Judaism, yeah. Yes, you can totally yeah. create something that is like, oh, I'm going to actually reform this faith until it looks like a version of the world that I would like to be in. You could go yeah. down that road. Uh, yeah. And and I've done that before in Crusader Kings 2, and it's very fun to do it. Um, mm-hmm. But basically, every other way that you're engaging with the world means engaging with something that is historically fucked, um, yeah. <laughs> like wanting to reclaim a religious site for your own, <laughs> for instance. Yeah, people live there, <laughs> you uh-huh. know? Already. Uh, uh, we, you know, we are you know? <laughs> we are historically pro Palestine on this podcast. Yes, uh, we are, and so and there are like there is a Palestinian people in this game. Absolutely, and like this is a point I've reached in this game where it's like, am I just going to replicate history badly in a different in way? A different, in a different way, right? Yeah, you know, uh, like there there is straight up Palestinians. I've seen them. <laughs> you can create Palestine. Well, that's in like, this game. I think you know? long term. I, I I one of the things that I'm I'm very interested in doing is seeing how far the syncretism like the the playing hard against the uh the kind of exclusionist uh and and closed door stuff uh how far could you recreate i think one of the things that i've seen on twitter going around is that the likelihood of a heresy or a a non-orthodox version of not non-orthodox, but you know, a competing uh, faith to rise up successfully in this game is higher than it was in CK2. In CK2, you know, the Cathars would make some noise somewhere, and you'd be like, <laughs> "All right, sure," but like they're not going to beat the Pope. The Pope is the Pope. Whereas here, it seems more and more, it seems more likely that somewhere a new faith will rise up and and will take hold, which is such a different and interesting way of depicting and thinking about history because in CK2 the reason that was so rare is that historically these sorts of heresies just got put down like maybe they lived for a couple of generations or or were actually even more deeply embedded but they never shook the power balance of the catholic church uh in in early in the early medieval era right um uh until there was the great schism but this seems to suggest or this game wants to, seems the, the kind of 
uh, procedural logic of this game allows for schisms to happen much earlier and to happen in different ways other than Protestantism. It's not that like Protestantism is the one true schism that could have happened to the Catholic Church. It's that there could have been other religions that took place in or that 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 grew into Europe. Or it can be that Islam actually grows out of you know the south of Spain and continues to grow throughout Europe. It can be that the pagan religions of northern Europe outlast the Catholic Church. And and that additional that stuff could have all happened in CK2, but it seemed like it was only happening if the player willed it. Whereas here, mm-hmm. you could just open your map one day and be like, oh shit, a whole bunch of people converted to a version of Christianity I've never heard of that's all about fucking good. Weird. Yeah. That's not what I expected, but here it one is. Time I, I just zoomed out in the wider map one day and I was just like, oh, the Catharites are here. Right, right. Nice to see ya. How you, <laughs> you doing? Made it. Yeah. Good? Okay. Cool. I'll be over here uh, just chilling. Still Jewish over here. Yeah. <laughs> ex- yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I'm. 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 It's. It's so good. I'm glad. It, it's also the sort of game that just eats my time completely. Like I six and a half hours just disappeared for me on on Monday. It was like I sat down after lunch and suddenly it was time for. Uh, suddenly I was late to dinner. You know what I mean? It was like. Yep. Ooh, I should probably stop and eat dinner. I don't. This all just happened. This all just quickly blew through. So uh, Crusader Kings 3, you're a real one. You're on Game Pass, which means people should try it. And and yeah. uh, and if they if they like it, they like it. And if you don't, then, you know, no worries. Um, uh, the, the other game I was playing, and I know, Kato, you were, you were dipping into this too. Um, uh, that was harder for me to push through because it doesn't have that same pull, but I still really, really liked was Paradise Killer. Um, have you? How far into that are you, Kata? Uh I'm not sure. I'm playing on Switch, so I can't even okay. look at my hour count, which is right. always an annoying, because I feel like I spent a long time in here. Um, but I, I'm um, nowhere near figuring out the mystery, I feel like, still. Yeah, you though- wouldn't be able to say... You you don't have like a theory yet. I not no. I mean, okay. I I did just recently gain one about a certain person with an animal head. I'm thinking about okay, okay. movements okay. here. But um, yeah, I've been uh, enjoying it a lot. There's um, how do you how do you describe the? How would you describe this game as far as like? Because I keep thinking back to the only like other mystery games i've played that are even similar were phoenix right but it's still such a it's, different thing it's, it's like a different alike. thing yeah i um, mean it's sort of similar in the sense that what you're doing is getting testimony from npcs right. and thinking about the ways and in evidence which, and evidence yeah, yeah and looking at crime scenes but it's it's structurally the thing that i compared it to I, I, did, I did a tweet on monday because we didn't have a podcast where i could talk about the game because we did the the food and bad boss email one um, I said, uh, it's a mystery set on a supernatural island paradise crafted to feel like a dying high concept mall, demons, gods, and death. I should have actually said demons, fashion, and death, maybe, because uh, <laughs> yeah. fashion is such an important part of this uh-huh. game. Uh, it is Sherlock Holmes consulting detective meets a lo-fi what you won't do for love remix. Uh, this is a, this is a game with lots it's of like vaporwave, 80s. island. Yeah, it's like 80s, like a- 90s R&B and city pop Uh and yeah, very vaporwave aesthetic, but like committed to it in a way that I think doesn't make it cheap, if that yeah. makes sense. And also like with mixed in with like a bunch of, uh, you know, Assyrian and Egyptian 
iconography that yeah, is different from European, the usual like, like all sorts of yeah yeah normally vaporwave's got the like you know the greek statue thing going on yes. it's like replace all that oh. with uh you know there's like some, there is someone with a greek statue as a head and uh he's missing khx no one knows where khx is at the start of the game it's one of the mysteries you have to yeah. find uh so uh um yeah so it's a it's a first person game set on an island uh that has like mini marts and weird supernatural like and uh, uh, kind of like power stations and high rises, high rise condominiums, mm-hmm. and a strange temple on the top of a hill, and uh, a doctor who works out of the back of his yacht, um, and all of these people <laughs> that look- really fucking. Tries oh, to put yeah. the moves on you. <laughs> he tries to put the moves on you. He's a big flirt. Dr. Yeah. Doom, Dr. Yeah. Doom Jazz is a big flirt. We talked about this a few months ago, partially because of just how uh, there was a demo that dropped, and I was like, this demo is so good that I had to stop playing it. Right. Um, and I I stand by that. The demo was so good that I had to stop playing it. I'm glad I did because I think this game is really, really good. Um, yeah. I the Go ahead. I was just going to say I'm, I've been really, uh, you know, like, I keep going back to it like every time I have like a spare moment, especially because on the Switch, I'm just like, oh, I got like five minutes. Let me see who I can talk to real quick. Yes. Um, which is kind of not, uh, doesn't, might not seem like the best way to play a, a game where you're kind of like trying to piece things together, but something about the constant, like having it be constantly around has kind of helped yeah, no, me that makes sense hold to me. on to the threads, you know? Yeah. Instead yeah. of doing a like a long sitting, which would almost make more sense, but. I was uh, definitely I like had to push through it quickly because if I didn't, I felt like I would lose the threads. Yeah. Um, because it's a very high concept setting. I mean, so here is <laughs> this is a okay. There is an island called Paradise. Called Paradise? Paradise Island. Paradise. Yeah. It's just called Paradise. I yeah. Think it's just um Paradise. and it has had many iterations because it has been re- recreated. Every time it gets corrupted by demonic influence. Mm -hmm. This is the 24th variation on this island. The island is led by a council of people who are all immortal. Um, Everyone here has lived for – not everyone here. All the immortals have lived for thousands of years. And with each new iteration, they fill the island with citizens who are kidnapped humans from our world (laughs) that are brought into this (laughs) – metaphysical, multi-generational island that lasts for thousands and thousands of years. You are playing someone who uh, thir- 12, 12 or 11 generations ago, 11 islands ago, fucked up and let a demon three in million, and caused Three days. million days. Yeah, yeah, which is many, 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 many years. Um, uh, fucked up, let a demon, was, was, was misled by a demon, was deceived by a demon, and let a demon in. Misled by a god. Oh, was it a god? It was a god. You're right. right. It wasn't a Which demon. Is the gods like, are also bad, but also good. You worship right. the gods, but you don't want to give over power to them. No. The council doesn't want to cede power to them. They want to um, re- resurrect them, but, but... keep them in pyramids far away safely. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I say all this because you get pulled out of... You get, you get exiled for three million days, and you're pulled out because... The night before switching over to the next island, which is supposed to be the perfect final island, Paradise 25... All of the council gets killed while the transfer is happening, and no one knows what it what happened. And you were an investigator. You were the investigation freak, is what is what your <laughs> epithet is, uh, who could piece together any mystery. And you're brought back down to figure out what happened, figure out who killed the council, stop this transfer from happening, and and bring justice to the world of paradise. Um, and you are exploring this world in first person. 
interviewing suspects. Everyone is a suspect. Meeting up with people who are your old friends, uh, asking them questions. Uh, and all of this is done through like just a dialogue, like not a dialogue tree, but like you're going into a menu uh, and all of the menus in this game are like big full screen affairs. There's transition effects from walking around to talking to someone. It's not like an oblivion style zoom into their face. It is like a a. Everyone like has their card. own title card. <laughs> a title card hits for every person you talk to. Yeah. A title card hits when you buy something from a vending machine. A title <laughs> card hits when you learn a new piece of information. It is like the UI is 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 one hundred percent custom built for every moment in this game yeah. to feel like a capital M moment, to feel like something big is happening, and that can be. There's a lot of small things that happen where I wish that didn't necessarily happen. I don't need it every time I pick up a blood crystal, which is like the currency right. in this game. Um, but it happens, and I, I guess I say I don't, I don't need it. But, but even by the end of the game, I didn't, I didn't hate it. You know what I mean? It is so yeah. part of what this game is. It just happened. Um, and yeah, you talk to people, you get information. That information means that you can go check out. It like tells you, oh, you should go check this out in this part of the world. Uh, hey, yeah, I, I saw that there was a boat over here that night or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, or gives you new topics to bring up to other people to yeah. talk to and be like, hey, I heard that you were doing this. Why didn't you tell me about that? Um, and you can kind of just like low-key hang out with people. And as you hang out with them, you get you get better relationships with them. And eventually they'll just tell you more because you've earned their trust. Um, how are you – what are you thinking of it in general in terms of its ability to tell a mystery story? Um, yeah, I was going to bring up just as you were mentioning that you like get information. Like I think the web that they've created um, mm -hmm. is really interesting and has enough – like it has like a good amount of like layers of like uh, – given the amount of people and what other information you get, you're revisiting people often and like, yeah. you know, sussing out all the different stories and the different like half truths that people are getting like that all feels right. really good. Like the amount oh, of this person had a connection to this. Yeah. I didn't know about that. Let right. me go like, back oh, through and see if they that know each other out. that way. Hmm. Yes. Interesting. Yes. Uh, yes. And it's in, it, you know, it works especially well with the conceit of like, you've been all, you've been gone for like 8,000 years or whatever. Right. So you're also right. relearning like what has happened in that time span. Um, there are certain relationships where, like, obviously, your character, uh, your character whose uh, name is Lady Love Dies. Is yep. Lady her first name? Lady's her is first this, name. Okay. It's like a Lady a Gundam situation. situation. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. It's a Gundam situation. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, your character, uh, like, she's obviously has relationships with uh, a bunch of these characters. They knew each other, but she's been gone for so long that things have shifted in ways that she, like, remarks upon finding surprising. And, like, there's just, like, a lot of interesting interpersonal stuff happening, and it, it, it all seems to kind of come in in really great like waves of like oh i've as you explore physical space and you find different things you also have to retract to to talk to people just about like evidence that you pick up or like new uh things that you've seen yeah. and then also that will lead then to another conversation with a different person like the like the way it makes you bounce around the space is 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 really is really fun like how it are you feels finding, like you're you unraveling like, something. Go, sorry, yeah, it feels like you're unraveling stuff. You said, yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, yeah. it, it feels like you're pulling on. Yeah, you're like you like find a thread and you're pulling on it, and like it, the thread will maybe like branch out at, at a certain point. But it really feel does have that sort of like, you know, gaining little bits of information that you can then uh, make make kind of like logical leaps to like, oh, I should go talk to so and so again. Yeah, because even if the game doesn't necessarily give it gives you a pop-up for most connections of like oh uh 
that's that's a that's a new piece of information and yes. it, like marks it for you so you realize and it goes near oh, menu which i didn't find the menus particularly useful no I, that's it's kind a of lot why of, i blew through it it was like i'm i'm gonna try to hold this all in my head because the menus right. are so messy it's a lot like, it gives you all the information at once yes i think it's yes. very um it's like one of those like i see where the aesthetic decision came in of like old computing like yeah like the screen is just full of everything you you have all at once instead of like kind of newer UI where like you can selectively you know make things not as messy but looking like contrasting but, it with like outer worlds web that was so useful like right. the, you, you mentioned there being a good web before and at first i thought you meant in the computer no, the interface no. <laughs> which there isn't one no, uh, no, i like, wish this had the outer world style right. connection here are each of the distinct it, it does have that information it does have the mysteries right. but it doesn't I kind it of doesn't like, lay them out right i kind of like that it doesn't lay them out mm. because so one of the things that the, that keeps getting mentioned, and I haven't gotten to the end, so I don't know how this plays out exactly, mm-hmm. but there is this idea of that gets mentioned up at the top and like kind of sprinkled throughout of the truth and facts being different and yeah. you building your own truth. And it feels like if there was that web kind of built out for you in a menu, um, that like comes across less as like a theme of yeah. like what you're doing I, here. So- I wonder, I, but here's the thing: I, I haven't actually done the trial yet. You haven't right? done the trial yet, yeah. So I, I'm gonna, just, I'm gonna talk just broadly. You could do the trial the second you start the game. You could start I, yeah. the game. Do I the was trial about instantly. to. Uh, I saw that like it's it's one of the first objectives you have. Yes. Is, like return to return to the judge, um, it, it, and serve justice, serve right? Justice. Because the 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 premise of the game again after the council's been killed, you're trying to solve it. They have a suspect already who they think is the the true suspect. Who right. is a citizen who has previously been possessed by a demon who seems like the obvious person. And like all good mysteries, the the degree of that obviousness comes into question pretty quickly. But also, it is it's pretty, true. He, he does seem like the, he was possessed by a demon. Had the blood of the council members in his stomach. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, true. So, uh. so what are you going to do about that? <laughs> um, so... So you could immediately do it. So I'm I'm gonna feel comfortable talking very broadly about what that is like. Also, because I want players to know, I would have felt better about there. Are, I'm gonna say a few things that are just about the game uh-huh. to make you feel better about playing it a certain way. Because cool. if you don't, these are things that stressed me out, and I want you to not be stressed out about it. Right. Great, so thank you. So one, this is nothing to do with the trial. You're going to have enough blood crystals at the end of the game. Spend Good. them to fast travel. It's fine. I had over forty by the end of the game. That was more uh. than I would ever need. That's um, good to know because two, I definitely spent way too much time searching for blood crystals to give to a certain character that uh, you, you that was the right from. thing to do. Getting all that information is the right inf- is the right thing to do. Right. It's just like I spent I had already cleared and used right, and right. so like I spent more time doing that two, and not do yeah. I'm going to help you with this. There are two upgrades you can get for 5 blood crystals each. Uh-huh. Uh, I think there's only two. Maybe there's a third. I just never found it. They are at foot baths. There are two foot baths on this island. You go give yourself a foot bath. What? Uh-huh. One of them is near. I'm going to just spoil where these generally are because yeah. I think they're so no, I, I know. I, I literally just walked by them when I was playing last. I like know where these are. I was like, oh. I don't have, I don't you, have money right now. Go do both yeah. of those. <laughs> okay, One of them great. gives you yes. a double jump. What? <laughs> it's like Umarangi generation all over again, Kato. <laughs> God um, damn it. Two... Uh, the other one lets you ping to see collectibles around you. Fun. Or it actually just puts them all in the world for like 15 uh, seconds. 
Um, God damn and it. <laughs> what I will say is be very honest with yourself uh-huh. about whether or not you want to be the person who gets all the collectibles or not, because it compl- it definitely added hours onto my game that I was right. just pinging constantly and trying to clear whole sections. It felt good. It turned it into a podcast game for me for certain <laughs> sections. So it was like, I'm just going to turn this into a platform where I jump around and get these right. trinkets that don't mean anything. That's the another thing is. The non-blood crystal things, most of them mean nothing. There are a few things that are side objectives, but most of them are mm-hmm. just world-building detail. You'll find yeah. a little idol to a god, or you'll you'll find, you know, uh, whatever, a snack package. And then we'll add some detail to the world. It'll tell you something about the world. Maybe, for instance, it'll give you more detail about what it's like to be a regular human who's been kidnapped to live <laughs> a nine-to-five job life, or what you do for, for eight hours a day is just pray to the gods because that's the energy that these people live off of or whatever. Um, uh, that That's, you know, you'll learn those details about the world through that stuff, but you don't need them. So don't feel yeah, like you yeah. need to get all the collectibles. There are exceptions because there's some side quests, but even that stuff I don't think does anything. It just feels good to help the yeah. people who have side quests. Um, uh, and the th- another important thing, and I'm going to get to the to the trial in a second, is – there are there are doors you can you can fake go into. You can kind of go up to, and it'll give you like a camera. It'll give you a screenshot. It'll give you like a JPEG of the inside yeah. to give you more information. So be looking at doors. Even you see a door in the distance, you're like, I don't think I, I don't. That doesn't look like a real place. It's you know, no one's in there. Still go up to it and check to make sure just you can't check. just double check it. The oh, trial. Also, go ahead. I was just gonna say really quickly while we were mentioning moving movement stuff. Yeah. There's certain locked doors that you can actually like jump over walls yes, there's yes, a yes, lot yes, of like yes, yes. you can like jump up this is the weird thing about it too is like there's like a lot yeah. of weird little platforming and getting on yeah. ledges that yes. um also like just makes it kind of fun to like oh yeah i can get to this thing and like every so often there'll be a blood crystal there like they know that they've totally. made the game this way you were skyrimming around this world yeah, in a real exactly. way that's by the, the by word the that's it. the fucking there's word. a lot You're of jumping onto <laughs> from a bench on top of a fence yeah. from a fence onto a hill then climbing the hill up to a temple like that is – break the game that way. It wants it's to be great. broken that way. Uh-huh. Climb up to a roof, jump from a roof that's really high into a roof that's a little bit oh, lower to get the pickup or whatever. One of my favorite fucking parts too. Like they do this at the opening to let you know oh. uh, you when you're leaving your like exile to land onto the island. You're in like some like floating island like fucking what feels like forever above the yeah. the, the main paradise island. You, the only way down is just fall. You fall yep. and like you hit a great late title card when you hit the ground, but there's no fall damage either, so you don't have to ever worry about that. You can just jump. Never off any shit. fall damage. It's great. And I want to <laughs> say outright, there is no dialogue option that will ruin the game for you. You should ask everyone everything. You should push on buttons, or at least, sorry, I guess I don't know that for sure because there are there's exclusive A B options that will give you different stuff. I think no, but absolutely. I, there, there's definitely. I mean, I don't. I haven't like gone mm, back and saved scum to make sure, but it definitely yeah. feels like depending on how certain conversations go, you get different information. I don't or think more, that's true, or more or less information. I, see, I don't know that that's actually true. Yeah, uh, I have that, to go back and check. I, I did. So I let me get to the trial, which is yeah. The the trial really has. So as you play through the game. You get core mysteries. A core mystery is who is the killer? Who killed the council? Another mystery is what happened to the body of um, of of the the guards out front who got killed. Right. Another mystery is where did the guy with the Greek face go to? Um, those are like the core mysteries. Then there's other mysteries that you get 
as you learn, you add new core mysteries to that set, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the trial, each one of those things has you choose a suspect and then you present your evidence for that suspect. Um, the and that is when you present the evidence, you're just going through a list, hitting A or hitting your clicking or whatever to say. This is the evidence I have. This is the evidence I have. This is the evidence I have. And sometimes that evidence isn't good, but you present it all, and the judge goes like, "Yeah, that's good enough. I think that person's guilty, <laughs> um, or or not, presumably." Um, but the point at which you are making your, the point at which you're using your agency and leverage is choosing the suspect. Mm. So you're saying, "I think it's this person," or "I think it's this person," and that's the, that's the person who should be held accountable for this. Right. Um, the thing that ended up happening. That I I really liked this about it, but it also sits it's sitting bad with me. Not in the game is bad way, but in the like, oh, it, it twists me up inside. Uh-huh. Is that there there were people who I knew were guilty, but to tell the best to convince the court that they were guilty, I had to throw some other people under the bus in mm. ways that upset me. And I and and what I I realize now from talking to other people, I could have gone a different way. I could have just let uh-huh. certain things. I could have just gone after certain. I could have gotten Al Capone on tax charges. You right, know what I mean? Right. You don't need to. You don't necessarily need. And, and I don't. I don't know if that was the right thing to like. This is this is the the truth versus fact thing, right? right. There are yeah. the facts of the case. You're going to build your truth out of the facts of the case, right. and that is the moment that you do it is in the trial where you decide how true are you going to be about this? How or, right. or or what version of events are you going to build? But if you get if you talk to everyone, if you Clear all the exclamation points off your map. If you you know advance everyone as high as you can in the relationship stuff, you're going to figure out this mystery. Like it's mm-hmm. going to become clear to you. This does not require you to do Sherlock Holmes deduction where you're like you're making huge leaps of logic. Maybe it's a little confusing because the setting is so high concept and weird magic and technology stuff is in there. Um, but you should have a pretty clear idea. And then the, the process of presenting your case includes your character walking through the steps of whatever the, the conspiracy was. You know what I mean? Um, so you, you, will have, you will have a pretty good understanding of what has happened there. And it lets you save in between each major case during the trial. I do sort of wish there were more trials because – or you could break these up or or so there was a minor – just so you would know what that experience is like earlier in the game. Right. Um, because I, I thought about like – I thought harder about whether or not to talk about the trial at all. But it was so stressful for me to not know what the structure was that I felt like it's worth talking about it instead of not talking about it. Um, because just knowing and understanding that basically what you're doing is creating it – picking a suspect – you're not you don't need to like do any sort of elite you know lawyering you don't need to <laughs> dig mm. through your files and present the right evidence or else you lose is they because they set it up thematically like it's a big stressful moment but it 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 was actually kind of straightforward it felt more like an epilogue to the game than anything else because the the game is figuring it all out you know right. um it it honestly feels a lot like it felt a little bit like the end of a Sherlock Holmes consulting detective game where you get there and Sherlock is like, all right, who did it? Why'd they do it? What's the, mm-hmm. what's the whatever? Uh, count up your points, et cetera. Um, uh, and if, again, like th- this game feels the closest thing to the board game or the Sega CD games, Sherlock Holmes consulting detective as anything I've ever played in a video game <laughs> format. So, uh, so yeah, I really like it. Also, we just like cannot undersell or sorry, we cannot oversell the vibe. The vibes of this game are it's through the fucking roof. So the fucking soundtrack good. is great. 
Um, there's stuff I want to talk about that I can't yet. And Kata, once you beat it, we have to compare notes on how we totally. did the ending because there is a lot of flexibility there, and I'm very curious to see you know what what you what you decide. Um, yeah, I'm excited to keep to keep playing. I'm just gonna keep plugging away. It's so great on the Switch, just like be able to pick it up for a couple minutes, keep yeah. playing whenever I want, or sit down with it for a long time. It's great. Yeah. Um. Uh, Kita, can we talk about Hello. Wasteland Three? A I can bit. a little bit, a yeah. teeny bit, a teeny tiny bit. What do you think? Because um, this is also Game Pass. This is this is the third Wasteland game. Yeah. The second one came out a few years ago after being crowdfunded through the fucking roof. I think yeah, this there one was also like a twenty well. plus year uh, yes. break between Wasteland One and Wasteland Two. This is a game that Fallout is a serial Fallout is the spiritual successor to. There you go. That's what English the English language is. Um, yeah, I, I'm always interested in what In Exile is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but after reading Matthew Galt's review, I was like, maybe I could fuck with this. Maybe I could fuck with this for a little while because I've only been playing Crusader Kings and I needed to play a different game. You know, like mm-hmm. you could feel I played. I mean, you're so right about you started at lunch and you're late to dinner. Like it's it's just I've accidentally stayed up all night before <laughs> twice in a week doing that. No good. I need my sleep schedule back. Um, Wasteland is uh it's really fun it's really really fun this is a an rpg i've got a crying cat who would like to leave this room sorry baby i'm podcasting (laughs) um uh it's an rpg it's set in a post-apocalyptic wasteland ah um Mm. (laughs) where you play as the arizona rangers who have are apparently a, a group of people who came up after a nuclear apocalypse who in Arizona are trying are like a group of engineers and people with guns who are trying to rebuild Arizona. And they've had some trials and tribulations in the past two games, which I read all the spoilers on because I'm not going to play them. Um, <laughs> Fair. And yeah, I just, I don't have time. Yeah. I'm a busy lady. Uh, in three, you get an offer from the Patriarch, who is a figure in Colorado that has more or less uh, gotten the entire state under his rule. But right. on your way to visit him, you are ambushed. And you're he's the like Duke your Conrad forces of fifty. Of, yeah. He's the Duke yeah. Conrad of Colorado. He and, absolutely is. Yeah, and he and and his sons or his children are also trying to kill him. Yeah, <laughs> they're um, three nightmare children, as he describes to you in the setup to this game. He has three nightmare children. One who's just uh, like loves murder. Another one who would just be a bad heir is self-centered, narcissistic. And a third one who would be a great heir, but is really interested in subjugating everyone right. to work for her. Right. Yes. Um, Gotta say, it's taken a long time to get into this game, like to the meat of the gameplay for me, because the writing is so compelling and I'm mm. so interested in the world building. I, From the moment that you have that first introductory tutorial fight where they have the uh, cover of you'll be bathed in the blood of the lamb <laughs> playing. I was like, this is hitting a spot for me in this moment of temp- like pandemic gloom that I needed to have that spot like scratched a little bit. Feels the, good. The uh, So I I pulled up on the Patriarch when I first met him just to see like what level he would be. Just to be like, yeah. all right, let's just see. Let's just see if I could just, just kill see. this motherfucker right now. <laughs> I know he's supposed to be the guy I'm here to work with, but what if? But what if I, what if? And um, that also plays a song with lyrics, which was great. Great. And like, oh, Fantastic. this is going to become like a standard thing in this game. That's great. Like putting in tactical RPGs, playing vocal track music is good IMO. 
just completely non-diegetic music too. Yes. Like it yes. doesn't come from anywhere. This is like it's the game. It's this game is very good at moments, and it understands like within like capital M gameplay moments, you can create stories for your player that will make them deeply identify with the characters that you're seeing on mm-hmm. screen. So I didn't bother making my own characters because I was like, I don't know how this game works. Yeah, sure. And I just want to see what it's like with these tutorial characters. Later on, very quickly, you'll be able to make your own character and, you know, outfit them in the exact way that you'd like to. Um, so I um, I didn't really have an attachment to either Spencer or Yuri, who are the two, like, default characters who um, are, like, pretty much all-rounders. They're pretty much fine. Uh, but until... Several times during one fight, I couldn't get, I didn't have enough uh, action points to mm-hmm. get one of the characters behind cover. And she just kept getting shot and like getting wasted. Every time you revive someone from being down, they'll take with them an injury that will affect like the way in which they'll be able to do combat. And, like they'll right. get some kind of debuff that will last until you get an injury kit to remove them or see a doctor. And she had three of those. <laughs> And then I just felt like very attached to her yeah. very suddenly, yeah. you know, this, this game is, like, is really, yeah, you go ahead. I guess let me just, I just want to, it's a thing I've been thinking about a lot with games lately, partially because of the Crusader Kings 3 Conrad experience or someone who gets hurt and, and quote unquote maimed and disfigured, partially because the, this mechanic you're talking about in, in Wasteland. And there was another thing I've been playing and I, I can't put my finger on, oh, I, I started playing Darkest Dungeon again. Uh, to um, compare yeah, it to something so we're going to talk about in a second, Star Renegades, um, uh, which has some similarities. But I, I've been thinking a lot about this de- deployment in games of permanent or near permanent injury. Um, you know, obviously, like words like disfigurement, etc. Partially because it's like, okay, well, how are they handling this? I think Crusader Kings understands <sighs> that these are like social things in in a real way. That like the disfigurement doesn't make you being wounded in combat or from a disease doesn't make you a worse person. It is that society produces a, an expectation of those who have been wounded in this way mm-hmm. that, you know, being wounded does reduce your martial score because you've been physically hurt or whatever. But yeah. when, but when you're, you lose dread because you've, you're wearing, uh, uh, because you, you have had lost a leg. That's because socially there is an expectation that people who've lost a limb are not as threatening or something like that. Yes. And, and it, it kind of, you know, one of the things that's like, uh, big in contemporary, you know, disability studies and discourse is understanding disability as a social thing and not yeah. just a, an internal physical thing. But I, but the other thing that happens in games a lot is, because games are so combat focused, I think about like XCOM can go into this too, and because the world in which – or the kind of space in which marking the character, giving them traits is so limited in most games, Crusader Kings notwithstanding, um, wounds end up being – and injuries and disability end up being one of the ways in which a character – is differentiated from the other characters near them, if that makes sense. And so it's serving this other purpose, like ludically, to the player of being like, oh shit, that's the person who got injured three times. I love them. And I don't know how to, I, like, I don't have a thesis here. It's just a thing that's been on my mind lately because it's it, because it reflects, I think, a truth of games, which is games are very good at hurting their characters, 
uh, or giving them the ability to hurt other characters. And it's interesting to see that like the ones that we go to are the ones who can be wounded easily, like Donald in in Fire Emblem, <laughs> or the ones who get wounded permanently, like this character in Wasteland, where you're like, all right. I'm going to fucking see you through. You're going to have a fucking dope experience in this wasteland. Yeah, I I just really like it's it's one thing to show your your impact in the world, which I think video games are really, really, really good at doing. Right. Uh, RPGs are very good at reflecting RPGs specifically like this kind of RPG. I'm so excited. I knocked my mic <laughs> <laughs> specifically like this RPG kind of RPG are very, very good at showing your impact of the world. Wasteland 3 seems to also want to forefront this part of the experience, which is that the world has an impact on you. Right. And it will it will beat you down in specific ways. Even in this thing where like a lot of conversations you have with characters who are named and have like animated portraits, those conversations you can really only ask a limited number of questions right, a lot right. of the time. Like you're not gonna get out of this experience knowing everything. Right. It, it's replicating a, a human experience in a way that I think is very interesting for games to do, especially because I'm so used to games being power fantasies. Right, where it's like, hey, and, I can ask this person yeah. 30 questions. Yeah. In a way that would just be like and feel like an interrogation in real life. And someone would be like, yo, yeah. chill. You've asked me deep personal questions and I've given <laughs> you the answers and been clearly annoyed and you've just shifted tracks and asked me a different deep personal question. Nah. Yeah. We're ending yeah. this conversation. I thought I was gonna get a chance to do that with a character who was literally bleeding out and I was right. and she like died in the middle of the combo and I was like, you know what? It's this kind of world. It's okay. This kind of world. I understand yes. this now. Yes, yeah. Totally. I, I it feels to me like the the kind that kind of push pull of having success in a world that will try to beat you down. That is a gameplay experience I'm finding very satisfying right now. Um, just like going loading it up and just even just looking around at random shit in this cold like snow blown. I mean, maybe also because it's like incredibly hot yeah. <laughs> in New York yeah. currently, but like in this very cold environment, and just knowing that like I'm. I'm going to make a permanent mistake that I will have to deal with for the rest of the game. I don't know. And like, especially this week of the news cycle, this is the kind of thing that I want to, I'm seeking from my entertainment. So it's been so satisfying. I love the combat. The combat fucking rocks. Yeah. How (laughs) how are you feeling about the combat? To me, that is the thing that I'm like, it hasn't hit for me yet, but that might be because I did build my own characters and maybe I built <laughs> bad characters. Yeah. <laughs> do shit. yeah. The, the main guys, they give you points in the weapons that you're going to be using immediately. Mm-hmm. And like I that was the main like there's so many different options for building a character yeah. and you have so few points to allocate. It's hard to know if you have go in there blind, like what to do. And I found it very helpful to start with the starter characters and then move on that to creating done. my own that is what I to fill done. out the team you know right, like as soon right. as you get the base that's the thing is i didn't know that yeah. was coming i didn't so yeah there's a point yeah. early on where you get a base and then you can talk to someone and be like i want to recruit people and and there you can make your own characters too and if i had known that yeah. was coming and maybe i should have known that was coming maybe there was a pop-up that said that and i was like i don't know when that's gonna no, be no there wasn't know. so there i should have just wasn't. started with created <laughs> pre-created characters and then switched over but oh well um, yeah, I only went the, with the pre-created just because I remembered uh, for and the last CRPG I played. Uh, uh, I hate that. I know, na- I know that thing, but it does classic RPG. It uh, for yeah. old people RPG, the kind that my brother played when he was a gamer <laughs> RPG. Right. Um, yeah, like I remembered for Divinity Original Sin right. Two. Yes. I 
the pre-made characters were they're fantastic. Just better. Yeah, they're so really really the, good. The, the other thing for me with the combat is I'm currently still playing Defender of the Originals in two, which has and that like, combat's just so good. That combat's yeah. just so so good. And this this reminds me of like Shadowrun Returns, Dragonfall, Hong Kong. See, I was going to go uh, shitty XCOM is how it feels yes, like to me. totally. It's like Those XCOM but less. Pretzels is yeah. the same. Um, <laughs> Pretzels is the same, yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, that, that to me feels like the overlap. That to me is the overlap for sure. You're totally right. Um, yeah. Uh, whereas like Divinity Original Sin 2 is like out the gate so flashy and you're doing so much different shit that I think that's you just an just unfair have... comparison in some ways. But yeah, that's the in Divinity Original Sin 2, you can just have so many interactions between the environment and yeah. the players you're shooting and the spells you have. Here you've got guns. Right. Here you got guns and yeah. like a Molotov, maybe, you know? Yeah. God, yeah. You can 3. shoot some explosives. That would be chill, but like you're yeah. not having as high of an impact. It's still, I am, it is hitting the tactical part of my brain right. enough right. so that if I'm going to be in these combat encounters often, which I gather about, I am. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm in that mindset and, you know, going from Crusader Kings to this where I still have to think tactically and in terms of long term strategy. Right. I'm I'm using the same part of my brain. Right. So that works that for itch, me. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. it God. definitely does. The, the shitty XCOM. I wish there were a little bit more shitty XComs like in this style. Right. Totally. Totally. Listen, yeah, I'm not. I'm, yeah. They're, they're not there anymore, but for they were free on Epic for like a week there or two weeks there. The Shadowrun games uh, are actually I think. Dragonfall in Hong Kong more than returns, but those are worth your time. If they if they end up being free or cheap at some point, I really, really recommend Dragonfall. And I didn't finish yeah. Hong Kong, but you've, I enjoyed it more than returns. Returns is fine, you know. You've but, been uh, recommending uh, Hong Kong for me for a long time. I think you would like it a lot. On that I, think you would, for a while. I think you would really like those games. Um also this reminds me that Baldur's Gate 3 is out at the end of the month. Or not out, but early access Jesus. at the end of the month. Uh-huh. Oh, right. It's early access, so that means I can safely dip into it for an hour and then be like, I'm done. This is a nice little demo. I'm not going to play it. Well, I know something really, really funny is that my brother is older than me, and he's like 34. He's about to turn 35. He's played uh, games at a time when PC gaming was the default, basically, and a big Counter-Strike guy. Uh, The games that he is uh, are available for him to buy right now uh, are all games... (laughs) That like he played this Baldur's Gate, Baldur's right. Gate three, Tony Hawk and right. Wasteland. Yeah, and I it. could just t- t- text him and be like, "Hey, I think you might like Wasteland three because we had a conversation about <laughs> trying to go back and play Kotor." And he was like, "For me, like the bloom is gone. I can't do wow. it." And I was like, "Okay, well, try Wasteland three, wasteland. dude." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, God. Um, also, in the early access tip, I want to shout out a game that I that I think I talked about originally early this year, which was Gordian Quest. Um, which is a card-based RPG like a, ah. uh, that I really liked. I think that like, the basics of it are really good. That just got a huge content drop. Um, and the way that it's doing – it's also early access, but it's doing early access pretty distinctly. Um, it's doing like Act 1, Act 2, Act 3 type stuff, except each act is self-contained where like it's its own campaign. You're not – you can carry over upgrades for your like – not for your character, like more you can. There's there's kind of run based style permanent upgrades that you can unlock in this game, mm-hmm. and those stick with you. But you're starting a new game with each act, so it's not like huh. you're waiting for. You're not carrying your whole character over, you know, with all of their upgrades and equipment and stuff from Act One to Act Two. You're starting a new campaign in a new location with with new characters, and and that second act of that just dropped, which I haven't dug too deep into yet. Uh, but does have like a new class, which is Bard, and does have like a whole new map and a whole new area, and like the way you move around that area is different. So if you liked that game and you were like, oh, I can't wait for more of that, 
more of that is out now and people should check that out because I, I, I genuinely think it's of the sort of like games that are trying to do what if Slay the Spire but campaign length instead of run based. Gordian Quest is like feels like it's doing that kind of not the best. I think I like Griftlands more. Not that Griftlands is much lo- a run of Griftlands is much longer than Slay the Spire, um, but it, it you know it's in that same space. Uh, but Gordian with? Quest is really, really, really just a joy to move stuff around with and upgrade your characters and like go through that arc. So people should check that out. Griftlands still in early access, right? Yes, yes. Okay. Also, that still game working. Also, is uh, also, that's just, super fun. Yeah, that game is so good, and that game is also similar in that each character is its own unique. Like, this is your character. This is Sal. This is I forget the other guy's yeah. F- Fibro Fibo. I don't remember what the other guy's name <laughs> I don't is. Know. I feel bad. Anyway, I play more of that game. Um, we should also shout out really quick, Kato. You've been playing some Star Renegades. Yeah. Speaking of run-based uh, yeah. RPGs. Speaking of Silly Aspire. And we um, yeah, we talked about Star Renegades a couple of weeks ago because I played a demo build of it. But uh, but yeah, what are you thinking of it so far? Uh, I'm really really enjoying it. Uh, to refresh everyone's memory about how the combat works. Um, I guess essentially more broadly, it's a it's another it's a roguelike yeah RPG right. That's like right. the highest high level. Yes. Um, and uh, in combat, basically what you're playing around with is a lot of like, there's a timeline at the top of the screen and you can, uh, if you hit someone before they hit you in a turn, you get a crit and a lot of uh, attacks have uh, a special like, um, you know, when you crit, it's not just that it does extra damage. It also has different effects. And a lot of those are, uh, shifting, uh, it will shift the enemy backwards in the timeline. Um, yes. So you end up trying to figure out how to kind of optimize a turn to make sure that the enemy doesn't get to go. And there's there is, however, a limit to how many times you can do that. And eventually, that enemy will attack on a turn. So you have to kind of plan your. You do have like defensive moves um, or stuns, can, which are right. not like the pushback, but will just instantly stun a person. But maybe, and I think this changed from the demo, you could only spend that stun once per fight now, which is so difficult yeah. sometimes, like especially against bosses where like, listen, this fight's going to go long. I really need another way of stopping this person from fucking swinging on me or being right. ready to defend in a, in a better way than I actually am. Yeah. Um, um and you know, as you as you uh, go through different levels, you start to gain more characters. You start with three, um, and then you recruit one at the end of each uh, planet. And the way the planets are laid out is actually kind of like, what if you took Slay the Spire's paths but made mm. it like a map that you walk around almost? Because yeah, once that's you a like comparison, right? Like once you like pick a section to go to, you're kind of like you you've locked yourself into that path. Uh, until the next day, basically, um, each each uh, day consists of you choosing three paths to unlock because they're all being locked down by the enemy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and your little robot uh, that is technically the character you're playing, uh, Ju- Justin, I think, is his name. It's like J U five. Oh yeah, yeah, seven I yeah, yeah, yeah. robot. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's technically the one the the thing that will. Um, travel through different timelines if you lose because if you lose that that timeline that dimension is fucked and gets taken over by the baddies and you have to cross over find those same people and like kind of try to lead them through to defeat the imperium it's the, right the, the the bats uh um, it is it is 
real like I, I go ahead. What, what were you gonna say? I, I can well, the last thing this. I was gonna mention was that after each day on that map, you camp out with your teammates, and you have um, basically everyone has a set of cards that you play with like energy just like in you know many deck like rogue builders but you it's it's uh usually have like i don't know like five energy or whatever each card costs something and what those do is either they they heal or they give buffs for the next couple of combats and also raise the relationship level between the two characters that uh, like the character that's using it and the character that's receiving the buff uh, right healing it's a lot Um, like the darkest dungeon camp out moves also I don't know if you've played. I've never Darkest played Dungeon that game. To, okay. I feel Darkest like I should have. <laughs> has a very similar thing, which is like you do uh, on longer, on medium and long length, uh, like adventures, missions, or whatever. You um, you stop to take like a campsite, you know, and and recover stress and health and buff each other and. Uh, every character has certain abilities that that do that, which is again the same as the same as this. Though yeah. so here you can also get drops that are consumable downtime like yeah uh, actions basically like oh you bought you, you found this food or you beat a boss together and that will give you that will raise your relationship with with your yeah you know the, the other person who's on your team yeah and then um there's like different like uh almost fire emblem style like relationship ranks like you can you can't s rank with everyone right um but when you do max out you get a combo move with that person that you can use in battle that uh requires a there's like a special meter that fills up over as you do attacks as you do crits that you can spend for like powerful moves i haven't found a combo move that i think is necessarily worth it yet i'll do it if it's like gonna do win you have the, the fight sh- you got the shield person right yeah the shield and the like main character there's a kind of a main character that like yeah there's an she's clearly cinematic. Yeah, yeah, like the lead, yeah. Uh, theirs is actually really good for that that turn where you're like, well, shit, I'm going to get oh, hit with three things. Sure, okay. It's and that's, actually... It's like a super defense, basically? It's super defense on the entire team, and okay. it's like plus 40 defense, and also it reflects damage back yeah, onto that sounds the good. enemy. That it's sounds good. One of the yeah, one of the better ones. Most of the attacky ones I've seen, I've been like, well, I'm really trading the ability to have two people do do timeline knockback delay stuff right. you know what i mean right um or there have is, one person stun and you know there is i have been noticing because the other thing that this game does is that has the ne- the nemesis system essentially for yes. the kind of uh lieutenants and bosses that are scattered around these maps um some of them are weak to combos right right like, right. I, I have like seen that. there are there yes. are weaknesses and stuff that will like okay i'll end up doing that for that but um but yeah like you're I'm sorry, I lost where I was going with that, but um, uh, you're you're ranking up your relationships with these people over time. Right, you're getting combos when you max out like people's relationships. Right. Have you gotten anyone to a four star yet? Because I've only gotten up to three, but I know that some characters have four star relationships. No, I haven't hit like the the S rank or whatever. The, yeah, the, yeah, I'm very the, curious if what that does. And and right. uh, we should say that like it is more like each of your characters has a name. They they all have different classes and stuff, obviously. But yeah. it's like here is. Uh, your shield person is not just a person who is like the shield class. It is actually a person with a specific a character with a specific name and, and yeah. personality and stuff. You can even change that name um, if you want to. Like, you oh, I didn't realize them. that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Go into that's the cool. squad squad screen. Oh, God, I wish I could. If I could, I would just turn it on to like give me a random name 
and a palette right. swap every time uh, right. because <laughs> because there are there is a class right like it is like yes. oh this this guy is the enforcer this right. person is the valkyrie you know still haven't grabbed the enforcer actually he's interesting um so yeah, uh, yeah so at, after in between runs you get a, you get currencies from you know, killing named enemies like big enemies from getting further into the campaign, from collecting stuff, uh, and then you can you can spend those currencies to unlock new characters, to unlock not items, but like the ability for those items to spawn in the world, basically for special weapons, uh, variations on the on the the classes, or maybe that's just from leveling them up through the course of play. I don't remember, but like at this point, when I start as the Valkyrie, for instance. There's like a default version of her, like the rookie version of her that gets mm-hmm. better relationship bonuses during the kind of campfire right. scenes. Everyone or, has that rookie beginning Right, one. right. Yeah. Or a variation that I want to say like get, steals armor or steals shields or something. I forget mm. what, what the variation is. But there are variations in that way that give you big buffs uh, as you um, as you you do, uh, you know, you kind of trade away that bonus relationship stuff for some sort of good bonus uh long term um uh for the classic uh, almost like a subclass variant right um so yeah that's that's the gist of it are you how how many hours have you put into this um let me double check my steam <laughs> uh, quite a few i've been playing this also a lot um eight eight hours yeah okay over the yeah. last over the how, weekend have you, basically have you finished a run yet no, I'm so curious. I also haven't. I've gotten to the final. I think the final world or three worlds. I got to the boss of the third world. I want to say. Okay, that's Maybe. where I'm. That's where I'm at. Then oh, the word? next one isn't a world per se. No, I mean you um, see it. It's a ship or something, right? Oh, right. Yeah, you do see it on that map when once yeah. you leave the first world. It's a sh- yeah. yeah. It's a, it's the like Imperium ship. Here's the thing, though, and we mentioned this. Uh, the other day in a chat but the the nemesis system screen like you're at near the the top of what is a very long screen that you can kind of scroll down that seems really empty in a way where i'm like that yeah that feels like that's gonna get filled out at some point there's the nemesis so like if people haven't played the shadow of mordor games which that's fine there's a screen you can go to that shows you all of the named enemies on the evil empire side. And the way it's set up is that there's like five of them per world. And each each level of the of the campaign is a world that you're going to like try to save. Uh, so you go through it. Each of these worlds has like random grunt enemies, but also these named ones who have res- special resistances and reactions and weaknesses and a personality type, basically. Um, and that changes what, you know, what they yell at you when you fight them. Uh, but it also changes like, oh, if you do a heavy attack on this one, it enrages them. And that means that they do extra damage for the next turn or whatever. Right. Um, and, uh, as you go through this, that screen is literally a depiction of a big room on an enemy spaceship where there are hollow projections of the three worlds are going to go to. And those people are like those legions of people are, are out in front of you. And on that screen is the screen that Kato is saying, it looks like you could scroll down and see the platforms where other worlds would show up. And I suspect they have to, because right. I just looked this up. There are 13 different classes in this game. I've only unlocked like five of them or something. Yeah, Half of same. my the screens are blacked or like the portrait areas are blacked out, which means I think you probably unlock those other characters once you beat that first set of worlds or something. Right. Um, and each of those, each of those classes have 48 different 
or all said, there are 48 variations across Jesus. those 13 classes. That to me makes me think it was a much <laughs> longer yeah. like tail on that game than what it what you might necessarily think, you know? Yeah, totally. Um, this um it feels like the uh runs are maybe a little long for what I think they're too long. I do. <laughs> I you like because like the point of it being a roguelike is that you unlock new stuff and you want to be able to see that before. Like I'm eight hours in and I've only done one reset here, mm. which means I wow am, really jeez yeah I've done more than that, which just means I've died sooner. Actually, yeah, I played, no, I I think, played a few more hours than you, I guess. So okay, I got so I got in why. I got uh, that my first run I got pretty far. Um, I got into the set i think i died on the boss of the second world and then i reset and i'm on the boss of the third world now um but yeah and that's eight hours that's two runs in eight hours which means like if this expands more like there just seems to be infinite time that i don't know that i want to like i might is this right is this a game that's been built for a hundred hours of play as the expectation which um, Which, if you're watching, if you're Northern Lion and you want to do, who's a YouTube sh- streamer who like uh-huh. does super long Binding of Isaac and Darkest Dungeon runs, then like, yeah, maybe that's what you need in a game like right. this, or if that's the style of game you're looking for. Right. Um, but in a busy fall, I could see where maybe that's not necessarily no. what you you know what you and want. I, right? But uh, however, I do feel like I wonder how much those variations are exciting, given how. Like I'm enjoying it so much now that I don't even know that like the very like if there's more past the like the four starting worlds that you see at the beginning, I'm like maybe I beat this and like depending on how right. interesting any sort of like story like plays out because there are yeah. some things about uh possibly your mother is in charge of all the bad guys I think that, right that's like, my that's... Re- well oh no that's a I have a I have a guess based on. Right. The intro stuff, which is that it's it's maybe it's your mother, maybe it's your brother, maybe it's your because you lose your brother in the opening, right? Yeah. Yes. Also in their like anime trailer, I think it's there's have you seen their anime trailer for this game? Yeah. It does that not play when you start. Oh yeah, that does play at the start. Yes. Okay, yeah, it, yeah. It's clearly like a, a sister brother face off situation at the end of that trailer, right? No. What? Hold on. Maybe I'm lo- I'm thinking of the wrong anime trailer. They have multiple anime trailers. Star Renegades anime. I just know they literally called it their Star. corruption anime trailer. Yeah, I'm gonna link it. Um, which is <laughs> is neat because it is just like it is just like 2D looking animation, like anime style animation, which I think is cool. Though also, I think that it's it's kind of does a disservice to the fact that this game just looks dope by its own aesthetic, and it doesn't yeah, really need. Totally. Um, it doesn't really need, I, I think that this game looks like, what was that? What was that JRPG that came out a few years ago that did kind of a two, two, they were calling a 2.5 D thing. It was a switch game, Octopath Traveler. Uh, it's playing oh, right. in the Octopath Traveler space of like using lots of bloom and, uh, having kind of 2D characters in a 3D right. like environment, but also, but also still sprite based. Yes, yeah. exactly. I, I think it also owes a lot to, Kind of the the sword and sorcery look, or the um, the deconstruct team stuff, uh, Red Strings Club, and what is the other? What is the other deconstruct team? Oh, Gods will be watching. Um, uh, oh no! Which, See, that's absolute your mom. Sorry, I was watching so? this trailer. Yeah, look, look at her necklace. 
Yeah, I thought that her brother has the same necklace. Isn't that the thing? No, no, no. At the beginning of this trailer, uh, she gives her half the necklace. Okay, I was reading that. Okay, yeah, well, yeah, then, yeah, yeah. probably your mom. Yeah, that makes absolutely. sense. Absolutely. Oh, your yeah, mom I is, see it now. I see it. Uh-huh. Uh, but you. also, like, all the enemies call the big the big, the big mo- mother. The mother, yeah, So yeah, it's yeah, literally totally. your mother. Yeah, I just was sense. wondering whether or not it was actually your mother or if they just, like, use that. Use the word mother. Yeah, we'll see. Neither of us have gotten there yet, so this is all no. speculation. In any case, <laughs> I do think, I do suspect there will be a big post-game based on the degree of which, the degree to which there is space for expanding these characters out and leveling right. them up or, or, or getting new variations and finding ones that we haven't even fucking seen yet. Yeah. Um, so I, I, and I think that that core, the core, like, uh, fight mechanics are so, um, they, they really, they, there's an attention to every move I make in this game mm-hmm. that I can only compare to Darkest Dungeon, uh, or I guess really serious tactics games. No, I think it's less than, it's less than. Divinity Original Sin 2, where I can like really be like, oh shit, which of these 18 moves that I have should I do this turn? But it is, but it is, uh, but it is more than the average JRPG where I'm kind of just like, yeah, cast, cast fire three, you know? Right. Um, and that's the specifically, and specifically the order in which you have to, you have to kind of also pay attention, um, yeah. the order in which you're doing things. Like each character will have a different speed and, because there's only a certain amount of times you can knock something back on the timeline, you have to be real careful about what attacks are being done in what order to make sure you got the break right. Or sometimes right. you'll end up pushing them most of the way, but not quite all the way because uh, an attack came in earlier than you thought. Yeah, like um, you have a healer robot guy that as one of the starting characters, and um, that character has like a an AOE attack that only that hits everybody a little bit and knocks them back on the timeline just a little bit. It doesn't do like a good deep push, but that attack is so light that it happens very early in the timeline. So if you've planned on doing two big heavy hits that are going to knock someone off the timeline, uh, but they can only be knocked back twice that round, which is one of the things we've kind of danced around is enemies have a certain resistance to being knocked back where they can only be knocked back a certain number of times per round. Um, uh, that you can fuck up and be like, oh, I tapped them and then hit them hard, and that's not enough to make them not attack me this round. Right, now one yeah. of my people is dead. Fuck. Yeah. Um, and this is another game that I, I keep do wonder. I, I am. It's so funny. It's like three years ago I was not this person, but now I am saying I wish there was a nun. I wish I could save scum, or I wish I could. I wish there was a, a mode sure. that wasn't built around the kind that's of run based stuff. And I don't know if that's. It's if like that's, the runs are so long that I don't know that so I'll. Long ever do more than is needed to get, just get to the end once. Yeah. Right. It was like, like FTL where I could beat an entire run in 50 minutes. I was going to replay that game, you know? Right. And right. I did. Totally. A bunch. Same thing with Into the Breach, right? Into the Breach, I'm going to replay that game so many times yeah, because exactly. a run is not more than an hour, you know? Or um, even Slay the Spire, which has slightly longer runs, but still yeah. enough that like, like short enough that you're like, you know, you're doing the loop pretty quickly. Um, yes. It just yes. feels like these are like so long that like, I don't know that I'm actually getting that much out of that specific mechanic because I'm not seeing right. it as often, right? I also um, kind of feel like there I've gotten to fights where I've been like, well, I can't do shit. I can't win this fight. Like this is just fight is just going to be more to me, harder yeah. to me than than I could ever do, right? Where like uh, based on where my characters are at um, because mm. one of the things that's happening is you go to a new place, you have a certain – basically you can go to a certain number of fights – 
or, or go into a certain number of areas before you have to fight the boss. And there have definitely been times where I'm like, I fought the hardest fights I could fight here, and I just didn't get good enough equipment to where I could win this fight, it feels like. I just couldn't delay this uh, this super attack or defend against it well enough. And maybe that's party composition or, or something, and that's on right. me. But, like, you know, it feels like the – it's one of those games where you can feel like I'm, I've – I lost this fight, but what I really did was I lost this fight 45 minutes ago because I bought gun A instead of gun B, or I didn't I didn't take huh. this fight on. You know what I mean? Um, which I which I feel like I haven't found that with uh, the weapons yet. You know, like they kind of feel unless there's someone who's specifically yeah. resistant to a thing. Well, that's which what that happened. Was I fought right. I fought someone who is specifically resistant to. Or maybe it wasn't some. Maybe no, it was a boss. It was because the furthest I got was the end of that third planet boss, where it was like this is just a fight. I can't do damage output quick enough and heal quick enough to to do it. And I couldn't get through. I think it was maybe I couldn't burn the armor down quick enough or mm-hmm. something. But I felt like oh, there wasn't. I played all of my cards right, so to speak. I made all of the right decisions in this fight in terms of managing as best I could. My strategy was right, or my tactics were right, but there must have been something I should have done 30 minutes ago to buff my people differently or something. And and right. or I guess maybe what I'm hitting at is there's there's opacity in what I did wrong. I can't tell you right. what I did wrong right. in that fight or on the way to that fight. It just feels like I fucked up somewhere along the line, which is a bad feeling. Right. And that, like that's an issue with the, when the runs tend to be longer, too. It's just like yes. uh, less, less experience, like... Like the way yes. that you know, uh, all the like Souls games, like you die and you learn from it. Like some of like the roguelike structure has that kind of baked into it too. But when the run is so long, like you're not gaining exper- as much experience from that specific loss as uh, you normally would. If it were yeah. a much shorter time, you could do it many times. You know, um, yeah. I I feel like I might be hitting that soon. We'll see. Uh, there's a couple fights coming up that are like you they'll show you like what level they are and like they're all like two levels above where my character like spread ter- currently is and i'm just like right. getting worried but um yeah i need to i'm i'm i might just spoil myself on what happens after you beat that final right yeah that final fight so Definitely that i know curious. what i'm what i'm looking at you know what i mean yeah uh, that that's that's i don't mind that sort of thing especially in a game like this where i'm like okay i get it i get what what the structure of this thing is that's what matters to me more than this is I'm not playing this game for the story. I think that there's like some fun writing in it here or there. I think that their version of the Star Wars Cantina is really fun. Yeah. Um but I but I am not and I'm curious about what happens in the in the end game or whatever, but I'm not like right. well, you know, on pins and needles. Yeah, it's 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 weird. It's it's in, it's it's in an interesting point in my mind where it's like I can still recommend this even though I think the runs are too long because even if you don't see many runs, I feel like the core combat is still so like it's really hitting that like um, I compared it previously just speculatively to uh, into the breach, but the same idea of like making like planning through the turn and making yeah. like the perfect turn lineup of where you're using one character to knock uh, a character off the off the timeline, which opens up your like slower character to get like the strongest hit in that like shreds all of their armor so that next time like the big aoe attack comes in and it does all like the damage that it needs like all those like things fitting in in a specific order and like needing to like suss out what the right order of operations is each round is like really Mm -hmm. really fun and um i think you'll 
if you enjoy that, you'll you'll get that out of that, even if you don't end up doing a million runs or like, uh, you know, uh, I don't think it. I think it really it really hit like early on, and like it just kept getting better as they kind of added more. Um, there's so many mechanics, but it never feels overwhelming. Totally, almost like totally. like like they at a certain point you figure out that there's actually like uh, formation lines of like who you can attack. And it's just like the adding that extra bit of like, oh, now I realize that a bunch of the attacks that I was doing actually are you can you can they're, select people or they're like, oh, shit, this can only hit this one person in the front line. On the front line and I never yeah. knew because everyone, yeah. all the enemies were front line before. But like it unlocks in a way where it's it like it's opening up, even though it's not giving you more attacks necessarily. It's right. just changing your, your relationship to how you're thinking about them, which is really also good. I just want to shout out uh, the it has a very good fast forward mechanic. You can hold yeah. B during combat to fast forward through something. And sometimes you don't want to, sometimes you've seen the combat encounter or the combat stuff enough that you kind of just want to taste of it. You don't need to see the whole combat right. animation play out. Right. And it just, it's, it's stylized. It feels like hitting the fast forward button on a VCR more than right. just like totally. doing it without any sort of visual effect. And I think it's, it helps keep you in that moment in a way that other fast forward modes have not in, in RPGs. Um, so you know, Star Renegades. I like it a lot. Yeah, uh, it's a long one. We went pretty long today, but I feel like huh. that's because we're fucking in it oh, in shit. a way. So <laughs> yeah. we should wrap things up. Um, as always, you can send your questions to gaming at vice.com. Continue to send in your boss and food emails. We'll have, we'll have to do another catch up on that one because absolutely uh, we'll because we soon. still have a bunch of them. We will. We will. Um, so for the third year running, uh, the staff and community uh, of Waypoint, which is our, obviously, you know, Waypoint still exists, especially as a community and as this podcast, uh, we're hosting another save point. We're doing another save point stream. Uh, when I say we, I mean the incredible mod and community team uh, and then Rob, who's been kind of reining it in and and or, or has been at the kind of vice side of the reins, um, uh, is doing another save point marathon. Um, we are doing, uh, you know, last year we did Trans Lifeline, the year before that. Um, we did the Florence Project, the Florence uh, Immigrant uh, Immigrant and Refugee Rights Project. This year, we are doing National Bailout, which is a Black-led and Black-centered collective of kind of abolitionist organizers, lawyers, and activists uh, that focus on freeing, um, you know, mostly Black moms and caregivers um, from pretrial detention. Uh, and also just developing leadership in the prison abolition movement. Uh, I think it's a very important cause right now for what I hope are pretty obvious reasons if you're a listener of Waypoint Radio. Um, And that is going to run from September 16th, which is this coming Wednesday, uh, through the evening of Sunday, September the 20th. Um, And it'll be us, it'll be guests, it'll be a lot of of, uh, community members and mods uh, joining in. Uh, I'm very excited for it. I'll be there probably a few of those days. Um, uh, it is, it is going to be a daily thing more than a, like a GD or a GDQ style super marathon. Uh, people will be stopping to sleep and stuff, but we'll be there every day, um, in some combination. We're going to try to do this thing where we're like spreading out our appearances so that it's not just like, here's the waypoint block and here's the waypoint community block. Cause we want to get the community more involved. So look forward to, to kind of meeting some new people and, and checking out some stuff with some guests. Um, we are, uh, uh, I will be there most of those days. I don't know, Kato and Guido, do you have, do you know what your, your commitment is at this point? 
Oh, I'm I'm opening this shit up. Hell yeah. I'm opening this pit up with some Crusader Kings with Rob. Hell I'm pretty yeah. excited I'm very about excited that. About yeah. that. That sounds great. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um uh Kato, do you have anything you do you know what your I don't know. I'm is? gonna be around all the time probably because cool. I'm I'm gonna like help make sure here's the thing. We're running this, we're streaming from a yeah, million different not, places. Yeah, we are not doing <laughs> the thing of of going into the vice offices. We're being yeah. safe about this. Yeah, we're not yeah. gonna be fools and so therefore i will probably be around every single day helping right. someone that but also i will definitely uh at, at least one thing i know i'm doing for sure is that at some point i'm going to be playing tony hawk with uh jason eic yeah. oh man awesome. i'm, I'm very so excited, excited for that, for that. Awesome, awesome, awesome. yeah we have a bunch of stuff that, that is lined up that'll be really fun um i i believe i'm going to play some captain subasa with trey which is exciting Hell. to me yes uh <laughs> i need to find my i need to find my elgato and make sure that still works where else by Captain Subasa on PC, I guess. Um, <laughs> the uh, the I think there's going to be a the, like I said, we're not doing any overnight segments except I'm about to say that I think we're going to have a uh, a stretch goal to make me do an overnight segment because I want to do an overnight segment because I like doing oh, late wow. night overnight <laughs> streams and I'm a night owl already. I love that vibe for people who watched the extra life when I was at Giant Bomb. People know that I really love that late night hang out in the chat, answer questions, play oh, games. Yeah like hangout vibe so uh you know if you raise enough money for the national bailout you can have a, a late night austin walker stream at some point so look forward to that um i'm excited for for this uh again the community team all of the mods uh and and rob have all been working really really hard on this for months now uh so shout outs to everyone involved for there shout outs to the national bailout uh and and look forward to it again wednesday the 16th through sunday the 20th uh, over on twitch.tv slash waypoint uh, we'll have links and information and stuff and, and links to donate and stuff uh, next week closer to the event um, so yeah tune in get ready for it I'm excited um, with that oh, yeah. said you can find me on twitter at austin underscore walker and like I said uh, twitter.com slash waypoint for waypoint Gita where can people find you on the internet you can find me at Gita and Kato at a underscore Cotto underscore appears. Thank you, as always, to Bowen for letting us use the track Miss You off the EP Pale Machine. Find out more about that at waypoint.zone slash B-O-E-N. And, as always, fuck capitalism. Go home. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. 
For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.